and welcome to Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Benno. I'm JP. And I'm Matty. There he is. It's happened Yay. finally, Matty. Gareth made a lot of jokes about you stepping in his grave, mate, and so now it's uh, it's official. I mean, welcome to the main show. It'll never be official, like, because I'd you know, never do such a thing. But <laughs> I am here, boys. Yes, I'm on Spotlight. The official WWE correspondent of, uh, of Grapple. I think that's your name, mate. I think that's what it is now. Oh, you are. <laughs> am I? Is that what I'm officially known as here? Is that what it is? <laughs> You're the official Edge and Randy Orton correspondent for uh, for Grapple. Coming off the uh, successful pilot, I think, of the business. You know, got still getting positive feedback from that, both from patrons. And I did slip it onto the uh, the public feed as well. So, you know, can promote yeah. promote your appearance there, mate. You can drive your uh, drive your price up for, uh, for a proper series going forward. You know, I don't know what your demands are going to be, but... You know oh, get, uh, Ben, I'm not, I'm not one of these divas, Ben. I'm one of these divas. He'll be one of that edge style money is what he'll want. Yeah. I'll oh, be t-shirts and trackies. <laughs> Six no. hours a year, four million. <laughs> you know I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a bit nervous actually stepping up to be on Spotlight here. I just hope the debut goes like Kane at Hell in the Cell. I'm not like the Butcher and the Blade or the Dark Order in AEW. That's all I <laughs> Already making friends. Well, we already we already like threw you in the deep end on the uh, the Patreon pre-show we just did. Uh, oh, we did. One of your biggest you fans, did. WH Park, called in to uh, to take you to account, mate, and challenge you to a future uh, future podcast. That was fun. And just before we start on that, I'll say I'm one of his biggest fans as well. So there's mutual respect there from the off. Only <laughs> JP come on. You see? Oh, there was. Hey, I no no no. There's there's proper proper respect going on there. Like run like all Japan in the nineties. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't. I was not aware that was going to happen. Some nice one for that boys. You know what I mean? But yeah, that no, was nice to speak to him. And mm. as I say, he just wanted to lay, lay the challenge down, didn't he, Ben? I think you'll have a lot in common. You know, for, just from that yeah. interaction. You know, the, the, I, th- I think you're obviously going to disagree on Randy Orton. Sounds like you might agree on Edge. You know, I think there'll be there'll be little yeah. points of you know Shane Douglas, little points of uh, disagreement. But overall, like you always say, Matthew, the business brings people together. It does. It brings us all together, boys. We can disagree. We can have big debates, but there'll be yes. some common ground that we'll just have a laugh on and we'll agree on. And I can't wait for it, Ben. Now I'm nervous for it, that especially. But I will have to, you will have to give me time with that one and get me notes down and get me uh, prepared for that one. Hmm. <laughs> I will do it. It'll be it's a proper battle of wits. It's a legend of the game. Like I've got to step up for that one. See, I was saying I'll be a referee, but I think with you two in the ring, I think you'll just both come at me, so I just might stay out of it and leave you to it. To yeah. Honest, uh, yeah, you'd be about four, four ref knockdowns in that one, though. <laughs> 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 Robert, old uh, school right. TNA, TNA. <laughs> Which oh, we'll get into in a bit, as as yeah. Liam has said in the chat. <laughs> no, to quote him, the code of grapple honoured, which is always, <laughs> always good to see. That's it. Well, yeah. What, what have you been up to, mate? Since we uh, since we recorded the uh, the business last week, I know you've been uh, been doing some cooking lessons. You know, you've been uh, been giving yourself. Oh busy, yeah, right? it's uh, yeah. I've done two classes. Me me last one is on Wednesday, uh, lesson three, mm. class three. But yeah, um, what was we doing? We were doing Italian in lesson one. Okay. Uh, Indian and Asian in lesson two, and yeah, it's Mexican uh, fiesta on uh, Wednesday. You're not. You're off, Ben. Actually, the chef said that um, at half one when we finished, we can actually invite a guest and he can come and eat some food with us. So if you're if you're around at half one on Wednesday, you can pop up to Limit Lane Church and we'll uh, we'll get you in, Ben. That'd be a good lunch break. Have you? Yeah, you should talk. You know, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. 
I'll have to maybe I'll check in, check in with Steph just she can let me know how you're getting on what the uh, you know what the what the chances are what what the, what's the hygiene rating gonna be you know is it gonna be a one is it gonna be a five what's the then if, it's, if you're be? talking about me mate it's a good five on the hygiene rating scale come on about <laughs> the hygiene what what size the portion oh that's yeah you, you know what JP yeah. I've learned a lot you know in this like Dick the mm. chef that's that's doing it has worked with Mary Berry and the Australian men's cricket team she cooked for them. I know. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> I, I'm well impressed. I want to know which era of the Australian. Oh, I asked that. Was, was, it 20... a, was it a wild warning era? That's no, I'm... no. I asked about it was 2014. And okay. whoever, whoever they were playing lost. And she, there was jokes going around that they blamed her for like the food of, you know, making them lose. But it wasn't down to it. Why they lost like... <laughs> Uh, Liam says he has to take a big plate, a partridge style big plate, and uh, do something. I'll be set for the day. Perfect. Got, you know, but you know, you know what I'm saying? The biggest lesson I've learned so far, boys, seriously. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, is he alive on air? How do you just cut an onion properly? Do you know how to cut an onion properly? Um, <laughs> I'm assuming not by the time. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Maybe as a bonus of one episode we do, we'll get we'll all three of us get a chopping board, a knife, and an onion, and we'll see. <laughs> <who does that. laughs> Sounds like Patreon content. Uh, fuck it, I think we could drag that out for an hour. There, yeah, that's easy, Patreon. There is actually a proper way about to cut an onion. So if anyone not, knows, not in half like, and then slicing it. No. Do you want me to tell you? Go on, go on. Don't blue bully audience. Right. Can't tease me like that, can you? Right. You do, when you when you cut an onion. Do you cut one end or two or two ends off? Two. Well, ends. I don't cook, so I've got I've got no input. Right, I was going to say, and that's why I said JP. <laughs> no, you Good. done the you done the mistake I was doing, mate. I used to cut both ends off, right? So what you do is you cut the tip off and not the root. So you cut the tip, you turn it upside down, so you hold the root on top. You yeah. slice through the root, so it's going down vertical. Yeah, and then you and then the root keeps it together. You know what I mean. So you keep, and then you hold it by the root, slice it, and then chop it, and then chop the root off at the end. Yes. So that's what mm. I, I, my head was gone when she was doing it, but I was so impressed. She was just looking at me like, "Why are you so impressed?" Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you know, me, me, you live and learn, don't you? You really do. Like that's seriously. That's I didn't expect that. You're a new. Man. I feel like a proper dipshit before now. <laughs> no, I've been. Cutting it like some sort of fool, just like when you cut both ends off. Do you ever notice what like, you've got a proper hold it firm because it'll just slide the root? Yeah. Keeps going together. So, you know, I might have described it wrong there. I need it in front of me, but the roots got to stay on till the very end. As Chris Elliott says, I mean, chat every day's a school day. There you go, yeah. <laughs> there you go, boys. So, what about <laughs> the wrestlers? <laughs> No, we need a reality TV show now, but it's just you cooking. That's it now. That's what I want. Fuck this wrestling off. <laughs> How was it? It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's important stuff. Now back onto this onion. Tour. We could be on ITV yeah. like uh, like Andy Quilden this week on Saturday. Did you see that on Saturday night, JP? Him and uh, Yota Suji uh, with uh, what's his name? Gobshite from Stephen Mulhern. I said the. I said I'm pretty sure Joe has said somewhat libelous things about him in the past. That always comes to me. That mind. was the first thing I did. I sent Joe, Joe the, uh, the clip on it because it was just like, <laughs> yes. What like, what's your thoughts on Stephen Mulher, Matty? Like, as a, he's the, as a catchphrase presenter? Well, I'll be honest with you, boys. I act genuinely, and this is no way of a lie, I genuinely haven't watched like terrestrial what, TV for like, 
for like four years. What's that? You're a Roy Walker man, is what you're saying. Mulhern was getting his push when I was still watching. Is he still going, man? <laughs> oh, is yeah. he still going? Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. He was doing no, like... he's no good on that. He tried. No, he used to try. But yeah, Roy Walker's the main man on, on catch well, never, never be beaten. When you think of the territory at the time, ITV, and you think of those big main eventers you had in those quiz show positions, whether oh, it was a, a Forsyth, a, um, a Roy Walker on catchphrase, I think Bowen on Bullseye. Even Barrymore, really you know, Barrymore was, was a cracking host, wasn't he? Oh, strike it lucky is a concept. There's nothing wrong with One it. One of the greatest game shows of all time. Strike, strike it yeah. rich, JP. You're, you're old school there. Show's made there. Are we separating yeah. the art from the artist, but it's just like Benoit being a great wrestler. Is that what we're This is Chris Benoit stuff all over again. <laughs> I, if you go into the archives of these shows, you'll find that my thoughts on, on the Michael Bar- on Michael Barrymore like there's a there's a certainly a come to Jesus or as I like to think I watched the documentary and went oh yeah I yeah, don't know I that. yeah that same one I was like oh maybe I've been a bit blasé big enough. Was you a fan of the spin-offs when he when he got like that mega like Roman Reigns push where he had like my kind Too of music, much. my kind of music, yeah. that yeah. one where he's singing weird shit with children and old women. In the in like the mm. uh, St John's Peace Saint Benno, he just goes yeah. to random like St John's markets and just starts. <laughs> But he was, he, he, that was his audience though, wasn't it? Like apparently all... Oh, JP. I mean, Benno, he was like 12 to like 64. He was just ev- across the board. Ah, women to kids. He just, it was Barrymore. It was Barrymore's network. It was like for a hop in. <laughs> was he the big, who was, really was the top was. tier of stars? So it was like Barrymore. Barrymore was, was the Roman Reigns. Like Barrymore was the Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, he was, lad. He was. He had that. How tall was he, though, JP, as well? <laughs> well, he had he had size, and that's why he got pushed. <laughs> Just to say, you know, that, that kind of territory. The shiny the shoes as well. Every time he was on, the, the shiny pair of new shoes. <laughs> ITV has never been a worker's promotion. <laughs> or a worker's TV channel. That's BBC, isn't it, frankly? Oh, I'm, I'm ITV over BBC. Always have been, mate. You Always. like the stars, don't you? This is it, WWE oh, versus you know, same thing. Don't support people. Come on, JP, if we're opening cans of worms, we don't want to start with the BBC, do we? Come on, let's be honest. Well, <laughs> I'm completely outnumbered on this. I pay the license shite fee in with it, pride. I feel like it's not shite. It's, it's the worst network going. Go on, so- Yes. <laughs> the, the website, the radio, no. <laughs> the only thing I'll give Films. you, JP, of all time is... Crime Watch. Sitcoms. ITV's never really had a good sitcom, has it? That you know, everyone knows this. BBC, I've, they haven't been out really. Well, weirdly, they sold Men Behaving Badly, didn't they? What with Ali M. BBC? When they had I'm it. not saying that's a great sitcom, but I'm saying that was a successful sitcom that they inexplicably let go. That, it had a couple of the other way round. I can't remember. Well, that, to that point, though, Matthew, like, I'm not a BBC defender. I'm on your team. Fuck the BBC. Fuck the licence fee. Hello, Wilco. Wait, wait, stop a minute, Ben. We actually agree on something here. We need to, like, make it brief. <laughs> can, can I ask you this on air? Do we need to edit this out? Have you got, have you got a TV licence, mate? Or, you know, do you... Uh, you uh... Well, can I ask... Can I can I actually reveal who the actual guy was to convince me about, you know, not needing one? It was you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you don't watch live TV. You don't need a few TV licence? I don't. And I actually rang them up when Steph moved in. Shame I rang them up and said to them, listen, you know, blah de blah. And he said, no, there's no need to change. I, I was over honest. a lot of detail there, mate. Oh, 
doing a lot of work. <laughs> Look, you know, I, I'm the same as you, mate. On demand services, it's 2022, mate. You don't, you don't need it. You don't need the stuff. You don't need the. Uh... Steph's got Netflix. We've got a uh, Prime, YouTube. Does that count YouTube? I don't know. Is that count, Ben? I'm on your YouTube anyway, so it doesn't come back. You're my to family. Me. Yeah, both of you are. You, Gareth, <laughs> Steph, <laughs> Alan. Found out I had Apple TV the other day. I can see there. Babes in the Wood. Pointless. On the chat, Babes in the Wood was a great sitcom. Andy, but why, was we watching it for the laughs or were we watching it for the three main stars? <laughs> you answer that one, mate. This is. The, the one thing I'll give the BBC JP, and Matty kind of alluded to it there, comedies. you got to give them that. You know, you got to oh, give them unbelievable. Gotta I've got them all GP on physical. One Foot in the Grave, Blackadder, All Day and Box Sets, Royal Family. All the classics for me. Yeah. Royal Family was every, great. Every good bit of talent comes through there. Mm. I just, I just, after watching the Savile, JP, I don't defend. I can't. I, I've always been not a good Right, this BBC. took a turn. I am not <laughs> Jimmy Savile in any way, shape or form. I'm being pushed into an uncomfortable... Intervene here, Benno. Intervene. with him, mate. I've nothing to do with it. Have you watched that documentary on Netflix? Oh, well, I have. Yeah. yeah. The boy's seen it twice, which I don't know what that says about us as a Too fan. Too grim for me. <laughs> I couldn't get past the first one, first episode. I was like, this no, makes the first me feel one sad. Really take- the first one's trying to like half portray him as like, you know... It's not really as grim as the second one. So for you to be put off by the first one, mm. I mean, that wasn't even Whoa. half. The second one shocked me like, even more. Shocking, it's awful. Well, the eldest, my eldest lad, when he watched it, he was like, did you like this shit when you were a kid? And I was like, absolutely not. I wanted nothing. It was, wasn't was Airwolf. It wasn't Manimal. It wasn't like any of that good stuff. It was something that fills the schedule from like half six onwards. Yeah. This took a turn. Um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about Andy Orton. <laughs> there must be more positive old school team back, back to back. Yeah, positive news like Barry. Oh no, maybe not Barry Moore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we brought this upon ourselves, really. Didn't there was this like, you know what? Sorry, Ben. Go on. I was going to say, there was a good t- tweet thread this week where, where people were asking, like, what was your favorite, um, what's your I favorite TV show that no one else remembers? Yeah. Like, I went with I what was your one? No, I, the one I was going to put out was VIP with Pamela Anderson, but I think loads remember that. <laughs> was that on Sky One, that one? Valerie Irons Protection. It's good for <laughs> I love it, mate. Oh. Attitude era, that, mate. It's like 2000. Oh, Pam like Anderson, the, the, the original. <laughs> See, mine was going to be players from Channel 4 with uh, with Ice-T. I don't know if you were ever watched that, JP, in the, uh, the early hours. Where, uh... I can remember it. I've seen, you know, early hours Channel 4 is a wacky place yeah at the oh, best of time used to be where you watched Oz obviously as we were yeah that was I need to watch that TV. I need to watch that you never seen I don't Oz? know mate if you do <laughs> <laughs> like it's very good don't get me wrong but the general is gist is don't is end up in an American prison do not end up in an American prison right like, I don't think they like that. Bad. Though, to be fair. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they have gangs in like you know all in the same. I gave up with the, the when the spoon happens, <laughs> and when all their families died in a bus crash. Like Amen. on the way to visit them, it, he's just it'd be like, 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 oh, oh, oh the presidency. Spoiler now. alert: he's just on the end of the wing, or like you know what I mean. It was just like yeah. every, the whole world revolved around this one prison with this. And prison. Ryan O'Reilly gets his hands on him for some inexplicable yeah. reason. People were getting yeah. murdered every six hours, and it's like no. Nobody shut this place down. <laughs> Mate, they buried Luke Perry behind a wall. Oh, 
You'd love it because you're alive. Love it. Yeah, exactly. And no one ever questions it. Like you'd love it, Matt, because you're a big uh, you're a big Sons of Anarchy guy, aren't you? That's like your is it, is it Shield. Oh. Are they your two top ones? Red Shoes Diaries. Uh, Red Shoes. Wait, Dave, we need to mention Red Shoes Diaries. <laughs> David Duchovny taking that paper JP on the slide. Eh? Everyone forgets Big Duchovny was the host of that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> He never got down and dirty, though, did he, on it? He's just, like, the narrator or whatever. I was liking yeah. him when he was over here. Like, he'd, he'd come on, he'd do, like, TGI Friday, TFI Fridays, or he'd do, like... That's oh, the <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, like, Chris Evans he explaining, like, explaining that name to him. He's going, is it, like, TGI Fridays? What does the F stand for? Oh, right, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> it was like he just lived here for six months, you know? Maybe Luckily, months, had Sean Ryder sat beside him to give him the answer to him. <laughs> Half past six on a Friday night. Brilliant. Well, that, that's the ruling. He's not allowed on after nine nine o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, there as well. Yeah, that what? Yeah, Sons is me. Probably me. Once again, best and favourite in it. Mm. Favourite Sons, Ben, and, mm. and best is the Shield for me. So you know they're the two that I go to all the time and. Do like a bit. Of, I do like a good bit of violence, JP. Let's be honest about it. Like you're a wrestling fan, so you know. To understand. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, mate. That's exactly it, isn't it? On that uh, that TV show, there, like SP3 of uh, True, he put his like his one that no one remembers, Hang Time. And I was like, I know. I was gonna, I was gonna pull that one up. But I was I like, if, if someone doesn't remember Hang Time, I don't want to be the friend. If you don't remember, remember Teddy yeah. and the guys from from you were a big Trouble guy like me. Trouble was, you know, that was the. And the Anderson, he's in the Shield. Uh, Benno, he, he turned oh, course, out to be in yeah. the Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got around. He and Tom Mitchell in the Shield. <laughs> yeah. <And> we're just <laughs> still calling Teddy from Hang Time, but it still works, you know. But Ben, you know your choice. Why does it always have to be rap related? It always does, does it? Whatever you pick in life, there's always a rap connection. <laughs> Give me some examples, like what? Well, that straight away, you know, it's always these new shows on telly. They're always like rap documentaries. I know it's like what you're into, but it just seems to be everything. You link well, it I'm back like, and I love it. I'm like, it's not so in fairness. Everyone who's getting old, it's just nostalgia, isn't it? It's like nostalgia for back when I, when I cared about anything, like which is the 90s and early 2000s. No, we genuinely like. I'm. We need. I'm gonna compile evidence over the next like six months. We need to actually do an episode on time and nostalgia because I went to that wedding the other week. All we were talking about. I went out on Friday with the, uh, you know, Niall and Joe and Gary. Mm. That's all we were talking about. And you know, we've all not sat down together and it's different pockets of people are, are on it. You know what I mean? We need to like compile a big. Dossier of evidence and just like talk <laughs> There's something weird has happened with time since like 2002. And they all listened because obviously I've been shilling the business hard, JP, to me family. To oh, me yeah. Me. And they <laughs> all, about the time, they all agree with your, you got the main thing, Ben, all right, about mm-hmm. we're the first generation to have access to it straight away. And they all love that. Yeah. They all like give you a big props for that. And Oh, I love it, Ben. You know, it's Don't fucking it, great. It's not just wrestling. <laughs> it's not, though. Our generation, we run the world. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be coming soon. Patreon.com slash grapple, the nostalgia episode. Really. Yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to think. There is a show that was, it was a, it was a European soap opera, mm. and it was on in the early hours on ITV when they oh. first started, like, going all night. From where? I, mean, I can't remember what it's called. I want to say it's French, and, like, all the actors are from continental Europe. There's no one British, but they're all speaking in English. I like, again, but then I thought the adventure show, which is well before YouTube, before your time, I thought that was a weird dream I had about a plant going, 
but in fact, it was a show um, <laughs> that, that happens. There's a, a lot weird, of that though. Like, weird game show. Because I like I've got nostalgia for like being like in the like the, especially like when I was like 14, 15 or so before the internet, where like you know that that <laughs> can you remember that? I know. <laughs> honestly, I existed before I had the internet. <laughs> I had teletext mate, so it was all right. I still had that, but I just <laughs> stay up to like silly hours. Reading teletext letters pages and just watching Such whatever shite was on, and that was where you got the. Yeah, I don't, yeah, Ben. Here's one. It's like I remember when, like, I was what six or seven, and you used to stay up like, when you were off to, like, as you say, half twelve one, and the equalizer was on. Here's yeah. old episodes of the equalizer. And it was like three years ago. It's like. It was decades ago. Yeah. Mate, to bring it all around. <laughs> Do you know there's a re? You know there's been, there's been a reboot of the Equalizer on for a couple of years. JP, that's one of my favourite shows of all time. Got them all on physical, obviously, boys. And I still haven't finished season four. I just about entertained the villains because of Denzel. Don't want anything to do with this TV one. Don't want to know, JP. Do you know? Do you know who plays Edward Woodward? I do, mate. Yeah. It's a bit weird to go from there to Queen Latifah. <laughs> but I've heard, heard people say because they you know it's I like good. the original. Reboot it. Also, yeah, but I just won't. No, Edward Woodward is just the goat. Ah, just is, is this right, JP? In the chat, Don Bell saying, "Yeah, the adventure game." Is that what it was you were talking about? The adventure game. Oh yeah, there's that. The European soap opera. I I don't know. Again, um, that could be a dream. We're getting a lot of uh, shouts in the chat. Chat for bamboos. Are we the teletext guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, oh no, mate. That was the one. Every Saturday did it get refreshed? Was it on once a week and you got refreshed so, on a yeah. Saturday? Was it or something like that? Yeah. Oh, mate, what a fucking time that was. <laughs> <laughs> that and digitise up to on Channel 4. Hey, boys, sorry, I keep forgetting I can swear on here. I'm, I'm holding back for some reason. <laughs> Do what you want, mate. It's all good. I know. It's fucking <laughs> amazing. Bamboozle, mate. Yeah, like that, that was my... I was like, Channel 4 teletext. I'd like read the digitise. It was like mm. the games letters. Not that I was even really that into games. It was just... I didn't realise at the time, but I needed the internet in my life and I didn't know what the internet yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> of course you did. And then I was on like... The other big one was Paramount's teletext. They had Mailbox, which was a letters page, just about... The wrestling pa- one? No, it was just about... It was just about the Paramount Comedy Channel, but a lot yeah. of wrestling fans would write in. So, like, there'd just be loads of wrestling chatter going on it. So that was, like, the first message board type place. But the, I think what you'll remember, I think Sky had, like, a proper wrestling page. This is more in the early 2000s. When SmackDown was on. Was yeah, when text yeah, became digital. Yeah. Remember that, when it went from yeah. analog teletext yeah. to, like, a digital teletext, which just wasn't yeah. as good. Like, I remember... It took the- ages yeah. to load, didn't it? Yeah. The first bit, the digital one, it took ages to load. Liam was on mailboxes. I think me and Liam lived the same life here. <laughs> Come on, let's talk. We'll do a podcast. I love it, boys. You know, honestly, <laughs> with, with 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 I go C facts. You go um, the scores, you, JP three oh two, and then it'd be three oh three, three one two for the gossip. Mm. Yes, there you yeah. go. Like there, there, it was. What's the paper talk? And you'd sit there and you'd wait. We had patience. <laughs> and obviously, in, in those days, C facts was in black and white, and it had. That's what we lost, JP. I remember a mate swearing blind to me that on his remote he could make the page on the teletext go to the next page, and I believed him for years. But I think back, he fucking bullshitting me, wasn't he? Like everyone, (laughs) yeah, you had to wait, didn't you, for it to you to wait go to the next page. You had to have patience. And if you're one of those teletext holidays people, which still exists, called teletext holidays, it seems very odd to me. (laughs) I think they're still around. People did that. Back in the old days, you could book a long haul flight on there as well. Mental behavior when you think of it. I just want to give a quick shout out to Dennis Waterman as well, who passed away. Brother, he's he's quite my brother loved Minder. He was a big. He hasn't passed away, has he? He has. Yeah. Oh, really? 
I know. Another one. Heaven is another angel, Matty. It does, but JP, I'm just about to say about uh, patience. Sorry to bring it down again. I think that's what we're severely right. lacking as a society, isn't it? Patience these days. It no, genuinely, is. isn't it? We yeah. need to bring it back. <laughs> and how are we going to do that? I don't know, but we, <laughs> we need. If, to... if you lads have seen, if you lads have seen the end of us, it would do us out of any any sort of podcasting stuff. But if you've seen the end of Escape from LA, starring Kurt Russell, the sequel to Escape from New York, he just presses a big button and it shuts down every electrical appliance in the world, including Does batteries, it? for some reason, <laughs> and it ends. And he brings civilization back to normal. You don't was... need to watch that film. Watch the original. The original's fucking amazing. The sequel is awful. That was the thing behind every like every film. It's like that Ultimate Warrior um, action movie we watched. Computers are going to ruin the world. Like every, every it was the, it was the big threat in every late nineties or early two thousand. What if the computers? Like I think they might have been right, Matt. I think that's that's might be what yeah. we uh, what we found out. Um, well, but... I could be so good to you. Needs to be a song on this because JP. It's on every, right next to Roman Reigns, head of the table. Is <laughs> I could be so oh, good. every playlist, mate. It's on every playlist. If somebody could what? dub the theme tune to mind over Roman Reigns' entrance just to see <laughs> if it works in sync for it. <laughs> if he's walking in and you can just somehow imagine the Usos going, love you like they want me to. <laughs> like to the background behind him. <laughs> I'm glad we got the minder chatting just for that song alone. Just for the Sweeney that going in as well, boys? Is it the Sweeney? I mean, Oh, the Sweeney? On. I was, more, I was more into Sweeney than mine, though. Yeah. My mum even liked that thing he was in. Was it like called New Tricks? James, was oh, but that was the, 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 all the oldies come back in there as like busies. Was it Am- Amanda Redmond or someone like that, JV? Is it? Is That's it? right. Yeah. James Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> you really, this has taken some detours for an old chat. That's what you bring to it. That's what it's just all over the shop, and I love it. It's what you name oh. it. It's what you name for. But no, hey, chat's loving it. A lot of chat about this. Glorious. Liam mentioning here that he used to uh, record teletext overnight so we could fast forward through it. Liam thinking ahead there. I wish I did. That's, I wish I did. Hey, that, that is some next level shit. I've got to give him that. <laughs> Liam, you should be working on the fucking space program. You <laughs> should be used somewhere these days. That's well, fantastic. I mean, I've told you before. Your Matt, but, like that, my, my, my hack, my life hack in those days, and Alan Farrell, I think, was the same thing. Like, I get most of my wrestling news from either Paramount Teletext. Or the German teletext was a big one because I was doing G- GCSE German. So on Sky, I go on like the, the analog teletext on the German channels and then try and like translate them for myself, my little German dictionary to figure out what the wrestling news was that week. Oh, better wish I'd fly on the wall, mate. <laughs> but my other one that I know Alan did as well, I don't know if you used to do this, you know, because the other place you could get wrestling news was the hotlines. So you, know, you could you could ring up the, uh, the, the, oh, the yeah. ref hotline or the Power Slam hotline. But if you went to the local Mega Bowl, that was always my one, using the uh, the public telephone. If you, if you didn't put any money in and you rang somebody on those phones, you could hear them, but they couldn't hear you. And one day I realized, hang on, if I ring the WWF hotline, I don't need them to be able to hear me. I just need to hear them. So I used to go there every Sunday and ring it from the Mega Bowl in uh, Switch Island in Littleland. And their phone bill must have been fucking massive every month. And oh, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shout, Ben. That is a great shout, that. I don't know if you Is have it any like that, mate. I think it might be. Are the two things related? I think it's a Matalan now, so, you know, whatever. Everyone won. Yeah. Um, 
I'm just laughing at Liam's final comment. Anyone prefer Boone? Which is a, just a That's Neil that Morrissey in it. Is Neil Morrissey in that? Nah, Boone is um oh what was Elfric Michael Elfric. Michael I'm sure Elfric. Elfric. It's, it's it Neil Morrissey, OJP. Oh, is he in it? Yeah. Oh fucking hell, you're right. That's that early Morrissey as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. boy. I mean, we can just talk about the golden age of telly all day long here, like. It has. We've got. We've gone down a nostalgia wormhole. Well, that's it's coming, you know. That's one thing. You know me with my ideas. I haven't been as bad as you thought I'd be, but I'm going to push that nostalgia on right down your throat, lad. Yeah, you've got <laughs> access to the Google Doc, you know. I don't know. Yes, there, but thank you. That'll be coming to patreon.com slash grappling there. Plenty more as well, JP, I suppose, if we want to uh, get into stuff. We've got uh, got some big plans uh, coming up, different shows. Got a, yes. a, a new show that me and uh, JP are going to be uh, debuting this week where we, uh, I think we're calling mm-hmm. it The Back Issue, or it might be called um, Name a Dare Cheat. I'm not sure. One of the two, but me and JP are going to be going. I, what do you think about I this, Matty? We, hey, could could we call it Filthy pa- filthy Paper? Filthy Paper, could we? No. Dirty Sheets? Um, dirty, dirty, dirty sheets. Sheet. Something like that. <laughs> but we're going to be going back and we're going to be looking at an I'm from uh, from a week, the month that we're in. So we're going to be doing uh, May 1996 uh, for this first one that we're going to be doing. And we're just going to yeah read through the Observer, get the little news tidbits, uh, see whose names pop up, whose names don't, what, who's in their letters pages, what's going on around the world of wrestling. We'll be looking at the uh, the torch as well. But yeah, we're going to be uh, debuting that that this week. I reckon that'll be a, a fun little trip down memory lane. Oh, I'm re- I'm looking forward to that as well. Although I don't know if we have to go into the talk about UFC nine, which appears to be dominating everything. That fucking week the more things well. change, the more they stay the same. It's Melter and oh, UFC. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you, he, he was on about it even back then. It was like oh, too much, too much information. For shit. Can you see how many times he gets? He talks absolute bollocks as well, Venom. <laughs> <laughs> There's not as much of it because he's got to make space for the letters page. But you know, it'll yes. be interesting. Yeah. We'll compare and contrast as well what he reports versus what Keller reports as well. You know, we'll yeah. Get, yeah. Who gets it right overall? Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. I've already had a little uh, sneak peek of the issue we're going to be doing. We're doing the because uh, uh, we got a lot of great suggestions from our patrons of yeah. different stuff, and you know, and uh, I look back at Owen Hart. I look back at. Um, was in there Montreal which we're saving we'll be doing that with, uh, yeah. with Matthew oh, ben, oh, no, come on there's a week there's a full week going to be done at Montreal when the time's right mate come on yeah maybe Novemberish time you know we'll do that yeah. but yeah, oh, this yeah. One, it was mentioned a couple of times Hall and Nash leaving WWF so we got it's like it's the curtain call edition of the uh, the Observer we'll be uh, kicking off with but I don't even think the main story is the most interesting thing. it's going to be those little side stories and who was in oh, Japan it's gonna be hilarious, who was in trip oh, yeah. what was going on like that lots to it uh, lots to mind there JP there is. There's already some stuff I've been making notes for for that. So yeah, really looking forward to that. That's going to be on the Patreon this week. Um, also going to be doing um, the uh, uh, Eddie uh, Sideburns, King of the Mountain, his Patreon pick of 1PW's first anniversary. Have mercy on us all. Um, <laughs> that we're going to be doing And he's going to be bringing along a, a special guest with him. Are we allowed to, are we allowed to mention? Yeah, go ahead. You can, uh, you can plug it's, it, mate. Uh, oh, I'm furious. Oh, we haven't haven't heard literally for, wrote the fucking wrote, history book. <laughs> wrote literally 
wrote the history book on this. So yeah. if you want someone who's the, the dictionary definition of that, that's great. I haven't recorded with Arn for ages, so I'm really looking looking forward to that. That'll is, be good fun. This is the list of matches, by the way, in that first anniversary show. Matty might be into this. El Liguero mm-hmm. versus El Generico. Uh, it's on there. Uh, is the, name, is the, uh, the rights with the name L on the line in that one? <laughs> could be, could be. Um, hopefully the right man wins that one. Gold Dustin, which is Dustin Rhodes, versus Curry Man. Christopher Daniels is on that show. AJ Styles versus Pat. In their more positive news, Abyss versus Steve oh, Carino, Team Shagger on there, Colt Cabana and uh, and Darren Burridge. There's a uh, yeah, there's, some, <laughs> there's a, Sterling James Keenan's on there, Corey Graves in a in a six man tag, teaming up with uh, Dave Morales and Jack Storm against Darkside Samoa Joe and Spud. There's all kinds going on in this show. It's uh, this is the Darren, was it Darren Burridge? That's a name I haven't heard in years. Oh, I used to watch him when when the wrestling channel was on, wasn't he? He would have been. Oh on yeah. Show. Bloody hell, I've made that name for a good Sometimes while. Sometimes Greg Burridge, you know, depending. Um, yeah. It's going to be funny. We might, have a, we might have a title here as well for that for, for that show. Observe this brother as Ooh, well. That's all as mentioned in the chat as I like well. That. I like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that By the way, it's, it's no rope barbed wire match that abyss Steve Carino. Sorry to <laughs> Brilliant. The first Why? Reasons. Post Brit yep. Res in 2006, apparently. But yeah, we'll be doing a, uh, a fun trip down memory lane for that. But yeah, yes. on top of that, we got the uh, the Samoa Joe mixtape, which we were still planning on doing this mm-hmm. week with, uh, with Jamesy and Gareth. And yeah, Matthew, we were talking, weren't we, about doing our, uh, definitely something on Rinker King. Uh, I think maybe the, the first four shows, something like that. I think that probably, yeah, uh, the line to draw under the sand. To, uh, I'll be schooling you, know. you two on Harbajan Singh. I'm <laughs> uh, Rinker King as well. Yeah, Look, so, I'm well looking forward to it. Subject I don't think you knew much about Rinker King, King Matthew. Or wasn't so, so much on your radar or something you've ever really seen much of? No, as once again, I think I mentioned, I've seen it written down. That is literally it. I've seen the title written down. I'm, JP, I'm going in completely blind, mate, to that. Brilliant. Oh, it, it, it's it's going to be a thing of beauty. Look, Wrestling yeah. Society X pleasantly surprised me, to be honest with you. So, yeah, this is going to be... It's The month one has gone mad from Nitro to, to Ring Kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Pitch something to you as well on AJP next month, June the 19th, my birthday, and the day after Matty's birthday is the 20-year anniversary of the first ever yep. TNA show. I mean... Slammiversary. It's on that day, That's the day of night as well, your birthday. We've got to do something that weekend for our birthdays or something. We'll, we'll figure something out. 100%, 100%. But yeah, month one TNA has got to be part of those festivities. Oh, yeah. That's the, If there was yeah. ever a time to do it, that's got to be the time. Just have a TNA week- weekend or something, man. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. There you go. So, yeah, plenty oh, to look forward to. We're talking more uh, TNA slash Impact Wrestling today. But, yeah, mm-hmm. all of that, JP's daily updates, weekend previews, all of our normal stuff is uh, over uh, there at patreon.com slash grapple. And for a double or nothing week, there should be some uh, special daily updates, perhaps from a member of this podcast yeah. who, who might happen to just be in Las Vegas. Uh, after, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned it enough. There'll be stuff coming. You going? Um, yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. First, I, I fucking heard of this. <laughs> yeah. Be honest, you'll be an absolute flood if Punk wins that world. Be honest, you, you'll, you'll shed a... Yeah, you will be. <laughs> I cried when he came out in his jacket, which you can get one. Um, but, uh, oh, no, you can't anymore. Pre others clothes, but, you know, similar to the, yeah. uh, the, the gravel trap jackets we've got. Um, yeah, I will. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be in... If, if he's on that show and if Homicide comes out and he's on the uh, the Kingston team against Jericho and the rest of his uh, rest of his crew, that'll be a... He's got to be after me. 
Yeah. To do it at that point. Uh, so yeah, can't wait. You have been. You've done it all day. To be honest with you, lad. You have. Know? Oh, it's like the Liverpool quadruple. It is. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe I'll do a Patreon lens to film myself crying. for all the kids do nowadays on YouTube, isn't it? You know. So there you go. Vlogs. Is that still a thing? Blogs. Vlogs. Sorry, it is. Isn't it? Blogs. <laughs> like that. I've got a blog somewhere. Uh, but yeah, that's all. Oh, your app is it about rap? <laughs> There probably is one somewhere, yeah. <laughs> but moving on, uh, we do have a, a week in uh, in wrestling to uh, to talk about, and obviously, yeah, Matt, we got you on as the um, you know as the as the WWE uh, expert in, uh, in our in our little crew. We've got a uh, WrestleMania backlash to talk. We've got a uh, Cody on uh, on Steve Austin's um, podcast that we all watched as well. But before we get to that, I definitely thought wanted to bring to your uh, attention. I know you saw it earlier today. Uh, Grapple Gareth uh, put on the uh, on the Grapple Twitter today as uh, as one John Cena. You know, big fan of the uh, the Grapple app. Uh, followed the. Uh, Follow Grapple on, on Twitter today. <laughs> big, big news there. Uh, I don't know what uh, what John's up to there, but I'm sure he's getting his uh, his ratings in for Under Siege. Uh, I'm sure that's what the uh, the expert. Hey, but he's in England, you know, Ben. I don't what know if he? that ties. He's actually in England. Yeah. What's he doing? I only, I seen that on um, on Facebook. I'm in a group, you know, about like Hasbro figures and a, a collectors group on Facebook. Yeah. And um, some guy, one of the runners of that group, actually said he tried to. Go up to him and like get a picture, or and he seen it just completely ignore them, like oh, literally really? just walk past them. In like he must have been filming something. Uh-huh. So I don't know how does that tie in though. Like, it must do, mustn't it? How's he seen Grapple? You know, let's be honest. How's he done? See, I think I saw a couple of people get followed by today. I think Cena just goes through and follows like loads of wrestling does accounts. He, just he does follow like loads. But it's it's amazing. It's real. I hope I hope he's genuinely been on the app. <laughs> 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 oh, he his own matches. Well. <laughs> Well, I love I'm that note. shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gareth. That's why I'm here, boys. Gareth took the link. That's why you're here. Took the took the the, the moment to uh, to throw on grapple. Yeah. Uh, you know, Gareth, ever the opportunist. I'm sure he had work to do, but he did this instead. Threw up the uh, the top ten John Cena matches uh, from Grapple on a on a nice pretty little graphic that you can see on the uh, on the Grapple app Twitter. So yeah, I was going to ask you, mate. Any any big surprises from there? Running through that ten to one. There's uh, Shawn Michaels on Raw's number ten. Kevin Owens. I do that be higher. I'll comment on every match. Go on. That, that, I thought that'd be higher IWC Raw match. Go on. <laughs> uh, Elimination Chamber, Cena, Cena Rowan's number nine. Cena for you? Owens. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Cena Brock Extreme Rules 2012. Thought that'd be higher because that was a that was a belter. Number seven, Cena versus Team Cena versus the Authority, Survivor Series 2014. No I was shocked that match. was in it. No, that's the one Sting debuted, Benno. Remember? Oh, is it? But Ben, I'm shocked that's in there, but I'm glad because that was actually a, a very good match. So yeah, go on. So that's in there. Cena versus Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 2013's number six. Yeah, that, I thought that would be higher as well. Another IWC classic. <laughs> Cena versus... <laughs> there's a couple of Cena AJ Styles matches, five and four. The, uh, the SummerSlam match and the Rumble match. I think they're slightly overrated, but, you know, good matches. The Rumble probably one's probably the best one, though. That's the best one, the Rumble. AJ's me. best stuff in WWE. Like, I don't think he's done anything as good as that since. Mm. Controversial take, but, you know, the Roman and Cena stuff was AJ's best stuff in WWE, I think. Uh, it certainly wasn't the Nakamura feud, was it? It was not. It was fucking not. <laughs> uh, number three, Cena versus Punk on Raw. I know you got fun memories of that that's my one where if punk used a pile driver didn't he in that one and oh, i'm sure yeah. cena, hit a, cena hit a hurricane rounder as well if i'm not mistaken it's <laughs> hilarious isn't it, john we love john uh number two cena versus lesnar versus rollins from rumble 2015 yeah classic 4.66 average on the grapple app and the, the highest average on the grapple app 
Probably we all know it. CM Punk versus John Cena, Money in the Bank 2011 with an But average. I'm shocked as, as someone's saying, where's the Umaga match? I'm yeah. shocked at that. that. That is, for me, that's John's best match. It, Gareth 12th. did say it's 12th, yeah. yeah. Is that 12th? Gareth right, clarified okay. it was 12th. I, I went in on the app, I was thinking, I'll throw my rating in. I've already rated it 4.75. I wanted to up it to 5 just to fuck up Gareth's uh, graphic there, but I still don't think it is. <laughs> but no, that Cena Punk match got an average of 4.83, which is like... Yeah, it's hard to do. With as a, a moment, then that's. I mean, I need to go back and watch it. But as a moment, that match and the whole story—that's mm. what makes it. Obviously, that's my cup of tea. But the raw match, as an actual, just a match, I love that one. So I'm going to rewatch that this week. Actually, that raw one. Cena Punk, the, the the money in the back one is like you're right. It's the moment. It's everything around it. I think the match yeah. itself is quite clunky, but it's John Cena and Cena Punk. So of course, it's going to be like yeah. yeah, as well. It's ridiculous. So. Gareth saying here, no edge, no Orton. Shite. Thoughts on that, Matty? Where's, uh, well, Cena where's Randy? Cena and Edge have had some fucking belter matches. I'm shocked they're not up there. The TLC, there's a last man standing from 09. Once again, like I said on the, the business episode, he's the only guy, first guy that got Cena cheered Edge. So, Orton ones, though, I will, I mean... I am going to go, this sounds like Great your status. hell, boy. I saw Gareth say, what? not one of them cracked four stars. Cena and Orton. I know. They've had like 50 matches. Or Jay, you'll know, Benno, because he won. But JP, this sounds like your personal hell. I'm going to go back and watch the top 20 Cena versus Orton matches of all time. God, I mean. Man. That's not going to be a podcast. <laughs> No, I might have something to do with it. I mean, I went through the app rating a lot of Randy Morton matches at two and a half stars. There was like a thing I went through for that. So I don't know <laughs> if I've had some sort of well, influence. To be honest, that. genuinely, there's a certain few wrestlers like that that don't have... It's weird because, like... William yeah, Regal. Yeah, I haven't got a match that jumps out that I do think's great. Do you know what I mean? To be honest, they're all just pretty average or good, to be honest with you. That's why I'm going back to see if any jump out at me again. So... We'll see. Did it change my mind though? It, it always interests me that, like, despite being a big WWE guy, we brought it up on the business and on versus. You aren't a John Cena guy. Like, you would strike me as the most John Cena guy. Of I know it's, it's crazy. I know it's just as selling me. I think <laughs> you do. It's it's the it's like the landing on his ass for spears, and I just yeah. can't. Be, it's just so fucking. Shit. He's so <laughs> robotic. When he started busting out like that, a uh, springboard stunner when he was doing his IWC uh, US Open challenge. <laughs> That, uh, <laughs> power slam, fall away slam, spin out into the X Factor. Oh, Cena was on one, mate. It was hilarious to watch. Like, WCC <laughs> Cena run. That's what it was. <laughs> it is, though. Like, like Park and Cesaro. Can we, can we put that in as a title now? Because I don't know if we're going about <laughs> IWT Cena run. There's like a lot going on in that sentence. A lot going on there. That's right. Yeah. In the chat again, Simon saying the last man standing match against mm-hmm. Edge with a big show choke slams and through a spotlight. That's my favourite Cena versus Edge match. It's proper like WWE spotlight over the top stunts, but it's fucking brilliant. Hey, Cena versus Edge, where'd Big Show come from? Running. Well, Benno, you don't, you're not a fan. You see, they had a triple threat match at WrestleMania, oh, so didn't they? That's terrible. So that time, Big Show didn't just randomly run in, mate. There's always, there's always reason for this, which you don't think like. It's what WWE, WrestleMania was this? WrestleMania 25, it was Edge, Cena and Big Show. Don't you remember it? <laughs> For the world, no, no, no. Obviously, Cena won that old WrestleMania. <laughs> 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 Do you remember when he picked them both up? 
he picked them both up for the attitude adjustment. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and that that's a memorable yeah. visual in it. That that was him just taking yeah. the piss, like getting big show up yeah. was uh, was enough. But okay, yeah, I do remember that. And um, it was the entrance where he, everyone dressed like John Cena down both sides of the entrance way, and he ran through it. That's real, the one. The real slim shady entrance. That's the one. Yeah, I remember that. yeah. No, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I'll, I'll defend them to outsiders or like you know. Really work for the that's what I mean. I like that side. He was a you know, company guy, but he was the one. Like Benno, honestly, at the time, me and my mate, you know, Ghost, he used to, we and him were the only two that stuck with WWE in 2010, 2011, right? And every event, he'd come around to ours and watch it. And every event, I'd say to him, Cena's going to turn heel tonight. Cena, and it just never happened for like five years. It never happened anyway. But we, and then he was like, Matt. Why is he going to turn heel on a bragging rights pay per view? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I hated him. I just wanted him to turn because I hated him as a face and ah, uh, just never been into him. You think uh, Cody's going to be the new Cena? Is that, is that where we're headed? Because, like, yeah, I said to you on that, I think Cody's going to beat Roman for the WWE title. I think that will happen. And then Roman can keep the Universal run going. But Cody, they're building up well, and we'll discuss in a bit. But I can see it happening, Ben. I mean, I can see it happening, and I can't wait just to see the meltdown of everyone. I just love it. I've been saying it for the last few weeks, but I watched the, uh, and I think we all did watch the Cody on Air Broken Skull sessions. I didn't get through it all because, like, I just kind of feel like, I don't know. Cody... We've heard it all in the past month yeah. for Cody. He's, yeah. And he's full of shit as well. So, like, you can't really take much he says on face value he's a true he's pro he's a worker yeah he he's a, a worker he's a bluffer he's a wrestler yeah. that's what he is and he's like, a wrestler people were getting all wound up going hang on a minute he said he's not he didn't fa-. and I to be honest I fell for it too I was like oh he said he'd, he'd faced everyone he needed to in AEW but he didn't face and you can list off literally but most of the big names in AEW because that's not the real reason he's talking shit he's bluffing and it was like ah, I've heard it all now like I, all these team well, stories about his dad and his fucking watch and you know all of that that's that's what I love the most about all this. With, I'd say about the IWC and, and that fandom. I love the way they, they fume when like a wrestler says this. What you'd expect them to say? I love the actual the fume about in the aftermath. It's like he's a fucking wrestler, as you said. He's gonna chat shit. He's gonna wind up. He's gonna. He's just saying words, isn't he? You know. But I do think there is a real story there that'd be interesting, and that he just seems unwilling to tell. They're not allowed to tell it, are they? I think it was on the. It was it on the. What one was it? He done one with Ariel Helwani, didn't he? The night after Mania, and I think he went into this saying he actually can't. Maybe they've signed something, a, a, an agreement that they can't mention it both sides or what. But I think that's what it is like. But it would it'd be amazing to get the actual truth. But it'll come out one day. I, yeah, somebody's Tony Khan's gonna lose his shit, or somebody's gonna. When he wins the WWE title. Yeah. You'll see Tony Khan tweet straight away something about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not as rosy as it seems, but yeah. What did you make of the interview? Like, I, I it came on after the pay per view finished, so I ended up like leaving it on for the first forty minutes or something like that. I mean, I don't know if I missed anything, you know, towards the end as far. No, as, like, as you say, Ben, because I've watched every single interview he's done over the last month since he's come back. It's pretty much going over the same stuff, but it was nice as a fan. When he was talking about the legacy days and stuff like that, and how he, you know, answers corn with Shawn Michaels and Triple H fighting them and Undertaker and that, that was interesting because I haven't heard him mention that. Do you know what I mean? So um, I loved all that stuff. Like, but as you say, it's what this current stuff I've heard a million times over the last month. So yeah, it wasn't like you didn't miss not a major in that res- res- respect. It, it felt like there was a lot of edits done because I felt like like Cody likes to tell uh-huh. a story. 
and he, he got he gone off gone off on some tangents and you could see like the cuts and then Austin's the same like Cody can just mention oh yeah I got this watch and Austin's got I've got a story about a watch and then Austin has to yeah, put the story Austin. back. Two things like Cody gave him like three bottles of wine. You know, Austin looked made up in a way because it was ale. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, then he was just like, no, even Steve got teared up talking about Dusty. And, and Steve mellowed over the last few years and, and he's held back on a few of these broken skulls where you can tell there's a cup because he was gonna, he's gonna well up like. And I like that side of Steve, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sad, mate, that this interview should be taking place on uh, on AWTV, but oh well, this is just... Uh... It's, it's weird to hear them mention it, though. Yeah, Cody yeah, said the way they do a few times. But it's like, in it, Ben, it's still what we'll talk about the pay-per-view. Every time he comes out, mate, it still doesn't look right, but it looks so... You know what I mean? It just looks weird, but it's amazing. I, I can't describe it like... <laughs> Even see yeah. him sat there though, like, because this is the thing. Like I will say about Cody, like, I, it they're gonna fuck it up eventually. I know you're not as confident about that as I am, Matty. They will. WWE present them stronger than AEW did for the last year. Yeah, ben, the last we've year had this. He might fuck it up in three wow. years, right, sound, But the initial thing is what is gonna you're gonna remember and what you're gonna. I think he'd be totally fine. Otherwise, I don't think he would have came in. So we'll see. We'll all see eventually. You know what I mean? But. I just off shade Steve Austin. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm wrong and I'm and I'm getting the kind of like kind of wrong end of the stick on it. But I thought his whole point was WWE are gonna present me like a star and AEW didn't present me like a star, they presented me like a gatekeeper. To which I thought, did you not effectively book yourself not to have any title matches in AEW? That's kind of kind of on there. He didn't yeah. Yeah, but he did mention that though, didn't he? He did say that he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have done that decisions he made he wouldn't make them again and he didn't you know he did back and that was even at the time we all said didn't we you know because he was all like, saying like oh and Anderson well, was in his ear going like you need yeah to yeah off. you know need to be putting everyone over and making everything about getting young guys over you are the like I think he recognised it now when AEW started and he says it himself he was one of the few stars they had and he should have been presented as such. And but it was the he, dusty stigma, isn't it? He didn't want to be like booking himself on top like Dusty did. Yeah. That's what it was. And he did. We said at the time it, it you know, the, the other way. They always had a go at WE, don't they saying they don't uh, honor stipulations? And I think that's why you could have easily done that though in AEW, just literally gone against that, but done it good. And no one would have battered an eyelid, really. But it would have been, it would have been the plot device for him to turn heel. Yeah, definitely. Which is the other thing that I mean, he mentions like I mean, he's someone who, again, I know you said this plenty of times, Benno, how he really seems to think of himself as a face. And he's like, well, he does here. He talks about the fascination with that kind of getting that scenery action, like overtly brings it up. But um, just in terms of overall thoughts on it, I thought the kind of really, there was a lot of stuff. It's interesting from a kind of retrospective on his views on his WWE run, really, for the most part. The kind of in, interesting stuff that might be about AEW when he left and how he viewed stuff in between and why he left. There isn't anywhere nearly enough stuff that's kind of gone into with that. Whereas, you know, they're talking about dashing Cody Rhodes as if it was brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. There's still the idea they're talking about stardust as like sort of serving a purpose. There's still like a kind of a positive edge put on all of these things where it's just like you didn't do anything with him for ages. They don't mention the thing about where Dusty tells Stephanie to shut up and he's not on TV again, like yeah. in that in that feud as well. I mean, there's, but that's not the place you're going to get that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it was like an hour and 52 
like so it's it's somewhat indulgent but i think that's the stuff they can be indulgent on the network like, I don't mind them go fucking five hours, frankly, with them shit-faced by the end, just to see what they say. It'd be quite interesting. I did agree with them about the undashing Cody Rhodes gimmick, like, you know, where he's obviously dashing and then red yeah, the nose. Yeah. At the time, I fucking loved that character. And then I, I did think he was right that he cut, he cut the legs from under it too quick because it was over, Jay. He was, he was having good matches and... He was, the fans were like the American Psycho, isn't it? Patrick Bateman mixed in with like other heels. It was just, I thought that I loved that at the time, though. You know what I mean? So it was good to see him talk but, about that for me. Like to go back to your earlier point, Ben. I mean, and this sort of ties into the WrestleMania Backlash show. It feels like it's the right environment for him, though. Weirdly, it's weird to see him there, but it feels like it's more set up for him to succeed with the kind of wrestling that he likes. Because a lot of the things that he's kind of spewing is really like producer mantra, isn't it? About the types of matches. It's very much a kind of their mindset about how things work and what gets over and then what is over. And I think they're kind of interesting conversations to have. But like at the same time, it's still a damning indictment that the biggest, he mentions about the biggest star being Steve Austin at this year's WrestleMania, like by far and away, which is, you know, he wants to see himself presented to that level. And I don't know. I really enjoyed the match he had with Seth Rollins. He is presented at that level. That's the thing. I can't, yeah. kind of, can't argue with really. Like it's surprising. And, you know, if you'd have asked me six months ago, would this work? I would say no, because my assumption would be he'd come in and they'd be like, that stuff worked on, you know, your fucking AEW indie boy shows. But here, we're the WWE, so, you know, you're going back to Stardust or, you know, we're, we're getting rid of this, this stupid American flag stuff or you're not going to be the American Nightmare or whatever. He's come in with an amount of power that I, even going down to when the negotiations were happening, that I didn't believe he'd have. He's got, he seems to have the power to say to the producers, nah, that's not what I want. I want to go out there with Seth Rollins and like in this match, I want to do a couple of PWG spots and I want to, you know, do my match. And if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. And, you know, we went down to the stupid, I know it's, I know it's really like, it's I don't know, it's a bit overdone, but the fact that he's using words like, you know, like wrestling and belt and stuff, he, he knows what he's yeah. doing when he does that, doesn't yeah, he? He knows he, does. he knows from being an AW the fan base he's appealing to. And it's not just the matches, it's the post match stuff. Like you see videos on Twitter, you know, at the end of the shows, he's sending the crowd home happy and he's walking around yeah. the ring, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. Like he's he's seen it. He is for all intents and purposes, but he's literally <laughs> He was doing that for AW, and he's transported all that straight into into WWE. So, anytime someone would have asked me, "Would Cody work in WWE?" I'd have said no. The reason I would have said no is like never in a million years imagined he'd have this leeway. But here we are, you know, another another month on, you know, removed from his debut, and yeah, he seems to be allowed to just be Cody Rhodes. And like you said, Matt, it's surreal to see because he literally is just that AW Cody transported to WWE. Yeah, I mean, I'd, what you just said, Ben, is I never thought. Well, I did actually. I did think with the negotiations, he'd have that as some sort of. But to this extent, I agree with you. I, like, it's literally everything, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? To the music, the presence, literally everything. Nothing's changed. But I, I did read that he did. He was big on that in negotiations, like. But and I would believe if I was him, if they said to me, "No, you can do it," you yeah. would, I'd be like. Mm. Can I really? He must have had like proper, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, this is it. This is it. 
It's just good to see. I love it. I, I'm, I'm over the moon with it, to be honest. Like, I fucking love it. Well, what did you think of this Rollins match then as we uh, slip on Simon said into being a uh, Cody Rhodes spotlight once again? Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 Everything he was doing was fucking fascinating, you know, at the minimum, you know, even when they were getting yeah. things wrong with him over the last year, and they got a lot wrong. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what what did you make of the match, um, him, and, uh, him and Seth Rollins? I thought it was uh, every bit as good as the uh, the WrestleMania match, to be honest. Oh, totally, um, Ben. It was, yeah. you know, in a good position as well to open it. You know what I mean? So, they had that going yeah, for already well. made it over. Yeah, as we always, well, I always say, and what well, it's common knowledge, Ben. If you're not on last, you go on first. That's standard. That <laughs> All right, Steve. In the business, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just from the off, Ben. It was just the story was good at the beginning, where Seth's like, you know, he's prepared now for Cody. He's not blindsided like at WrestleMania, and the early few spots where he was, you know, Cody couldn't get nothing going, could he? And then it just turned into a great back and forth match. A lot of callbacks. The fans were going ballistic. It was just—I thought it was a great opener. Really good. I really enjoyed it, and it was like, yeah, there, you know, there were a couple of there was that weird that weird spot where like Cody dived to the outside and then landed on his feet, and then had to wait for Seth to come, and it was like it was all the very, Cody. yeah, yeah, mm. it was all it was it was a bit like you could see what they were going for, but maybe a little bit too ambitious for for what they could do in the match. But those little moments aside, it it worked as like a. The main event, even more so, was I would say the PWG style match. But this kind of, in a lot of ways, was that it was a big move fest. It was Cody putting into practice things he probably learned mm-hmm. outside the WWE and kicked out the pedigree as well, didn't he? Of course, he knew what he was doing there 100%. When he keep every time he'll hit it or a ghost, I'd love it though. You just know, don't you? It's like. <laughs> Uh, Gareth Gar- says here in the chat, by the way, keep talking Cody up until we get Matty on shot of Brandy with his new cooking skills. That's it. Uh, <laughs> you can't cook anything properly. <laughs> I, I, I would say this, like, did you not think, I mean, I thought Rollins looked really good here. Now, the character of Seth Rollins. Seth is, Rollins around here, mate. Don't know. Well, I, I, it, the Seth freaking sure Rollins character. Begrudgingly, you've done it at Mania as well. Yeah. Like, I don't doubt that like when he's there in terms of when he meshes with someone, he meshes very well. And he clearly yeah. does with Cody. Like there's a whole load of kind of really nice, I thought reversals and counters and playing in this idea of ring rust. Like there was refreshingly little bullshit to this ultimately. Like I know there's the pull on the tights at the end, but by their fucking standards, that's like a bloody clean finish from taking straight out of giant. I Babbitt think that would tie into a third match somehow, though, won't it? Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, on the cell, maybe. Yeah. yeah, well, and that's and and that's my kind of issue where you get with Cody is what happens when the point where you beat him and you're not presenting him on like possibly being on a collision course with Roman Reigns as you would imagine they could do with this, like you know, and, and eventually do that. But I thought like this was really fun. I thought Rollins himself was, was like really good in the ring. Like Cody Rhodes just fits in this environment. It's, it's still very, very weird to look at from a visual point of view, but yeah, I went 3.75 on this. I went four and I don't often get to four. And three, I've got like a 3.75 barrier on big WWE matches and I broke it twice. Yeah. On I, went, I went four two five boys, to be honest. I was, I'm always going to go a bit higher with, with WWE, like, big matches like this. Oh, but don't worry. Because it's my, of course, because it's my thing. But I really did, like... Because I watched 
well, obviously, we'll go in order in this pay-per-view, yeah, no, but I watched... No, I watched the matches not in order, though. So right. I watched this like, third, randomly enough. You know what I mean? So, um, okay. yeah, I loved it, though. Well, we'll go... I mean, we don't have to necessarily... We, you know, we've got a lot of... We've got, we got the A pay-per-view to get to here with, uh, with Impact Under Siege. So oh, yeah. You don't do it too much. What, what, I, won't, what, I won't put you up on every little dig, Ben. You know what I mean? I'll let you have some... <laughs> Uh, well, I noticed you didn't put a grapple rating in for Edge and AJ Styles, but we can get to that, mate. Um, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> star rating in the app. Mysterious yeah. star, isn't it? Strange. Charles, you think you die for me for talking on that? <laughs> <laughs> Crap on it. Anyway, um, <laughs> what else did you uh, did you have notable thoughts on? We'll come back around. Well, we'll obviously, can we cover the main events? Because I'll be honest, mm. boys, that was one of my favourite matches I've watched in I don't know how long. I'll be honest with Jared. It's just... And I thought most of my favourites in there, and it was just amazing. I genuinely went four and a half on it, boys. Like, I don't know if that's you think that's too high, but it was just well laid out. Then one of your phrases there, it was just like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, but it was just I, like, sorry, JP. I was to say, I haven't seen this. This is the only match of the show I haven't seen, but judging by kind of what the initial things I sort of read about it, it had that look of a. And they do these well. They put together these multi-mans well. When they really think about it in a main event position, they know how to get every how to keep everything hot and moving. Yeah, so that's was what it kind of like was it kind of like that? Everyone, like <laughs> no. let's just say okay. can I just can I do the commentary on this match? Get here, well, Benno. You let me go here. This is the moment to shine because I absolutely fucking love this. Like it was before the match has started, Orton's just the most over guy, Ben, after 20 years. Do you know what I mean? You can say what you want yeah, about fine. that, but he was getting Oh, no, 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 no. But anyway, and then it was just that beginning where Drew the, like, took over and then they were building up to Drew and uh, Roman, JP, having a big face-off. And the fans were buying it. So Roman tags in. Big's doing a lot of heavy giving... lifting in that sentence, but carry on. What's that? <laughs> Big's doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. Big face-off. No, the fans are going for it. And he comes in, JP, Roman makes the big tag as the big face-off. And then just casually just tags out straight away, and the fans fucking hated it. It was a great spot, that really good. And then just everyone was brilliant in this. Orton tore the place down, Benno, with that RKO spot in Roman. And Jay, who showed no selling a super kick right into an RKO. Just I, I, could, I was laughing my head off when I seen that. And then I thought Jay, who showed in particular, was unbelievable in this match. His time and was there for everything, didn't miss a beat. And then the finish. Which, you know, I don't know how to describe this. The finish was sound, but at first I didn't see I didn't see Roman tag in. So even I was saying, wait there, it was Roman legal. But then on the replay, you seen him tag uh the U show who got RKO'd off the top of his leg, and that's why he was legal. So but for me, I wouldn't have had as much as I love Roman, I kind of would have had Roman getting pinned in this, or at least you them getting beat anyway just to set up a title match so it was more logical going forward. But it didn't detract from how much I loved it, if that makes sense for you. Like. I, where I disagree to, to what JP said before is that it did... I mean, this wasn't a pay-per-view main event. Like, I, I don't think it had the... Way to, it, it's a pay-per-view main event in the sense that, like, Cam Corner versus Shawn Michaels, Ahmed Johnson and Sid Justice was. And that's where I disagree. It should have set up. That's what I'm saying. They mm. should have lost to set up. So that's why I'm saying yeah. the finish. If they would have had them getting beat, everyone would say, well, that's why they had it, to set it up. I get that. 
Well, that's what we only slight gripe is. That's what I'd say. It wasn't being event worthy as a high build match, but was it a good match? Yes. Like if this this was like it was like a brilliant mm. main event of Raw or a brilliant house show main event. I mean, and that sounds like I'm doing it down because that's kind of what it felt like going in. It was better than that. I mean, what it was at the end of the day, as Simon said in the chat, is the point I was going to make and the reason I knew you were going to love this, Matty, it was a PWG main event with WWE guys in it and, you know... With Roman Orton, you Anyone listening to this who doesn't know Matty and thinks you're just a WWE homer, which, you know, you are in some ways. You fucking love your PWG as well. You know, you love lots yeah. of, you know, different wrestling that people might not realise you do. And I... Oh, he loves the physical media of PWG. Exactly. That's the level that he's at. I've still got, I've still got a bowler to do and the event before it, but I'm put off because I know the, who wins bowler, and that's putting me off watching it, to be honest with you. I can't remember. Was it Garcia? Daniel Garcia, yeah. yeah. I thought so. But, oh. like, this match, like, from your era watching PWG, you know, you'll have seen, you know, Riddle knocking around there. there. Drew did some PWG as well, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, but it is, it was PWG with WWE stars. Like, that's the way I describe it. JP is a match, and I can't argue. I gave it four stars, like, two four stars in a WWE show yeah. for me, you know? Like, maybe it's just under four on the app. Mm. Like, when you look at it, it's like, it, it, it certainly stands out. Between that and the um and the Cody Seth match, which is exactly sitting on four as well. Yeah, they, they were both great, and yeah, I can understand I why you And 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 like you know, that's where like even like watching it, you could easily do Drew versus Roman, and even Orton v Roman, which they've only ever done once on pay per view, and that was like eight years ago. So they never done that match, but the fans, you can tell. But that they didn't do the pin or they won't. That's me only like slight. I keep going back to it. It's like it's baffling in a way, really. You could have had a, even one of the U shows getting pinned and Roman fuming about whoever pinned them, challenging them. I'll, I'll go and beat them for you type thing. It was just Drew is that was not. Drew was the the odd part out in this because it was like Bloodline and RK Bro are equals. Roman and Drew aren't. No matter what they do, yeah. That that man, like I don't watch. You know. I watch. I've been watching a lot of Raw since Cody came in, probably more than you, mate. But like, I, I, you know, I, I'm not a Drew guy, and if Gareth was here, it'd be uh, ripping him apart. I was gonna say Gareth's definitely not but a Drew guy. I like are, him, but no, but even if you do like him, the lad needs a new coat of paint. He needs to ditch that sword. He probably needs to take yeah. a heel or something because he he did look like that team needed an equivalent, not not quite Roman, mm. but like a proper top level guy. And I don't think he was. And to your point, Matt, I don't think the finish helps in that regard to make you think, it oh doesn't. yeah, him and Roman's a big match. Because it's not, it's not a big match. Cody and Roman, as JP said earlier, that's the big match, you know, we'll hopefully go. But what do you think you'll do? Do you think you'll go for Drew and Roman at Cardiff or throw like Tyson oh, yeah, Fury? Is, the... is it going to be Tyson Fury maybe versus Drew? You might do that money in the bank and get it out the way and, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, way. they know as well as we do, to be fair. That's the other problem. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. I think you and Tyson it'll be at the Cardiff one, I think. <laughs> Gareth thinks he should be an ICW. I agree. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'll share you, you know, for the, for the match itself, I'll share your praise. It was, as a show, to be honest, it was, in a way, it didn't feel like a proper pay-per-view going in because it felt a little, you know, it was literally like, like a, a premium, li- like a premium live event, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It was the house show tour after WrestleMania, it looked like yep. to me. But the show itself, I haven't watched it. It was, you know, as good as the shows I've seen in a while. Probably helped by the fact that it was under three hours. There are only six main matches. Six matches. And you give yep. me two yeah. matches like the two I've mentioned there, you know, and you know, overall I'll enjoy it. 
Now, the things I didn't enjoy, because we've been far too positive so far, Matty. We need to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> need to get to well, the Am I going to be negative, Benno? Am I, I going to be know. negative? Where's your grapple ring for Edge and AJ Styles? That's what I want to know. Well, I, I told you I've watched this in installments, haven't I? So I, didn't, I didn't get round to rating it, but drop me rating now. Officially on, live two. on air. No, I give it 3.5. <laughs> That's a one by your standards. <laughs> in Matty's WWE, that means yeah. you hated it and you don't want to admit that you hated it. No, it was fucking I'll crap. say, Beto, that it was better than WrestleMania. That was shit. It was faster paced back than WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I liked it more. Fucking hell. No, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, and she has again, faster paced matches than their WrestleMania match. Jesus Christ. I'm not just sticking up for Edge, but I've never, you know. We had t- touched on AJ before. I've never been big on him in W, you know, and Edge, what, what I like with the, I like the story coming out after it. I like him building a stable. I like Rhea getting involved. I think that could lead to a don't know what, but that that is interesting for me. But yeah, the match it wasn't great, fair, but it wasn't like the worst <laughs> match you've ever seen, you know what I mean? Three and a half, it was sound, it had a few good Good uh, spots in it, and it was faster paced than that mania one. So, <laughs> but again, you know, I've had shits that are faster. I don't know what that means, but you know, like just insert something here. I've had faster paced than, than this. It was this edge thing, just does it, just fucking crap. Like, it just <laughs> he's turned from like what happened to he was spooky and he had purple lighting, and now he's like, yeah, well, your town sucks and you smell like that's the character he is now. What is he doing? What's he doing? Like, explain ben. it to me. Let it all play out, me. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Just... It's rotten, and I feel terrible for Rhea Ripley because she deserves better than being in it. Well, she might, she might save it, mightn't she, Ben? Well, Never know. Weirdly, she might be a, the real beneficiary of this. I can't see anything happening with. I nearly called him Judas Priest again, but um, <laughs> I'm very nearly doing that a good few times. I've noticed. I love it. Hard. But she might benefit from it ever so slightly but Christ I, I just thought this dragged I was just like watching it in a daze and it's just like working over his shoulder I'm like great Would you transport and... him back to the walkabout JP? <laughs> yeah yeah that's where I was like for yeah. that and it was just like betting on the time of like 25 <laughs> minutes and I did think that again it's like it's just, could easily be another tw- 25 minute job because it's strange like the structure of the show like you say sort of six matches it's like quite a rarity for them that's almost like in your house style levels what they would do for it but it's plodding i hate it what is it it's it's just like a new demonic state i i, I don't know this is the problem i haven't seen any raw net they're like a new demonic stable but they're not demonic and it's something to do with this family and basically if you talk about his family you punch him which means i assume you can't ask how's the family because it'll be like don't talk about my family like so like I found myself just like again just watching this in a daze and there was some very good professional wrestling going on from two professional wrestlers so, <laughs> a great man I I found I, I just I, I I'm again I'm kind of like I don't like have a, such a visceral reaction to it as Benno has but I just find myself not in like the idea of edge heading hedging heading up a stable I'm perfectly fine with. And I like the idea of it more than I do the execution of it. It seems yeah. like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Get young people over. But yeah. I'm not kind of liking it because they've gone down a very lazy path of we haven't got anyone supernatural about because Taker's gone and we've sacked Bray. So here Bone we go. is all over the place. It screams Vince getting involved this. 
Like there's yeah. going to be an Edge podcast one day where he's like, yeah, you know, I had this idea for it to be spooky and, you know, using all these intelligent words and, you know, we were Judgment Day. And then Vince was like, I'll go out there and hold your nose and say the fans, you know, in this town. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, like Moxley, in it, you know, wearing the gas mask. That's what if that promo on Raw was fucking shocking. Like Edge didn't seem convinced by what he was saying and it was just and it was in it i think he lit doesn't he not live where raw was on monday it was just the whole thing was just awful it doesn't know what it is what does actual what did melts say on this match i'm dying to know like what did he he say (laughs) (laughs) no i think i think i think i saw robert say maybe that like you know in his own way, Meltzer's critical, but he, you know, he's, he's finally like through the towel. You know? He's like you will still throw three and a half at it, even though he ate yeah. it. You know, it's, uh, it's edge and a yeah, match. I, I went two and a half in it, and that's probably just being polite. <laughs> what you go, Ben? Um, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> two professional wrestlers, mate. That's why it's not one star because they are at least professional and can do the moves well. So you know, one star is a shit match in a in a uh, in a village hall, not a not a match. Like Two wrestlers of this level, very accomplished, but they just went out there. Yeah, didn't like that. What do you make of um, uh, Lottie and uh, and Ronda Rousey? Uh, sort of <laughs> a lot of praise for this. I went. Uh, I was, I was fa- fantastic, Ben. I loved it. I went three and a half. Big match. I'll let you go first. Yeah, I went three and a half. Big match, Lottie, isn't it, Ben? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> standard behavior. But no, I give it four, boys. Um, I just thought right from the off, it just went right at it, didn't he? It was physical. It was chaotic. It was better than obviously the WrestleMania match as well, which which obviously, yeah, again, yeah, all helped as well. But yeah, I just thought straight away it was just dead like a scrap. It looked like they were mm-hmm. going for it with each other, which and laying it in, which like I just thought it was great, it was like really, really good. I like the finish. It, Other than that, I, I don't know. I've got a lot of stuff to say, JP. I I thought it had more of the tempo that. Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair had at WrestleMania to this than what they actually had at WrestleMania. So I thought for that reason alone, like it was, it was a better match. Like I say, it was kind of chaotic and crowd seemed into it. So like in, in, in that seemed like that was the really kind of success level. Whereas by that mania match, that kind of, for me was just sort of like, it just felt very weird and odd and not very good, but this was better. It was, you know, had all the bells and whistles and, you know, every time I kind of think Ronda's shit, shit, yeah, then she'll turn out a performance like this. Yeah, it's interesting to see what they do next with Ronda, though. To be fair, I mean, mm. I really don't know what they're gonna do. Lacey I'd Evans. put her and Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, that's got, to, that's got to happen at least. Even fucking, on TV. yeah. What it's not been done. They no. won't do it because that's not how they view it. But that would be the natural kind of direction you'd want to do, and that's something that they would both be into. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't know because I think Charlotte's nice off now, isn't she? Get get married to uh, Andrade. I think oh, that's that what I read today. That story? Oh, that's right. why they're giving her the injury uh, in the show to, to write her out for a bit. Yeah, that was something I saw Robert tweet that she had boo boo face when she came out. You can always tell with Lottie when she's gonna. Win. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I like wrestlers taking it serious. I don't think that's necessarily a negative. Oh, Beno, she's one when you get her fired up or like. A little fire under it. She puts on performances, mate. That's what when brings out the best in her life when she's in there. Great stuff. What did you think of speaking of shite? Uh, Lashley and almost, almost yeah, the, the, these two. Wrong. I really, I, you know, enjoy, well, I enjoyed three of the matches. Edge and AJ was sound, and then these two for me were a bit filler, you know. But you know, 
what are you going to do with with Omas? I mean, usually I'm I'm big on the big guys, but I, I, you know, not he's, there, is there? he's got not coming along. He's, he's got the charisma. He's just a guy. No, he's a tall guy. But like, he's I got know, a bit more muscle mass, but but he can't like he's just. I know we like I was bring Strowman up, Benno, but he was the one you had. Like as yeah. a giant, you could act, you know, skip, you know, skip what you want about him. He could wrestle. He could actually do what they wanted. He can't do nothing. So much, and like, as a person, he was compelling. Like he, he had a charisma in a way. You know, he's not the Rock, but you watched the Mantelli yeah. and you were kind of drawn by him. Don't, yeah, almost as just a blank slate, isn't he? Like there's nothing. I don't see it. No, at all, like at all. And they've decided with MVP with him, who have got a lot of time for MVP, yeah, but too. yeah, I just can't. I don't know. I mean. I can't see it myself. Another reason I hated this is Bobby Lashley is one of the very few people in recent years in particular who they've got to a point where you could, he is a credible main eventer. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. That's the one bit of booking where I've gone like, thank God, weirdly, Bobby Lashley turned good when he turned 40. That was the, like the thing. When he was in TNA, really good. Started, started to show his character. I mean, you know, and, and there he is. And I just sort of felt sad that he's wasted in this. When yeah. ultimately they should never have split the Hurt business up, would have turned him into a big baby face faction and they would have been awesome. And God, if you had Omos as the ultra big muscle on the side, we'd probably think a lot more highly of him. Yeah, instead, he's just, he's just yeah. set out as just like big bloke and then it comes to a point of when they kind of get inevitably bored. And he's just like, it's just pull big man faces. It's go, and yeah. stuff like that. It's it's very, very lazy. I'm guessing when you said there, Matt, the other match you didn't uh, went so high on Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss, that was a thing that happened. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like the lads. Like, I do like the lads, but not, you know, it's just one of their matches. We, we knew who was going to win. We knew what was going to happen. With that one. And, I, you know, I've got a lot of time for Cor- Corbin. I know he gets absolutely nailed, or he did a few years ago anyway, but he's just got his role now, hasn't he? Is that when we went to that house show, in um, when was it? A few months back. Then honestly, you need call people like Corbin around just for the house shows because the kids and that just hate him so. Much. He's just one of them guys. You, him you know, I, I, the I, loop. Just don't go on telly. Sounds perfect. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You, you, honestly, you keep for that though, mate. Because honestly, the heat he was generating on that night was just remarkable. But yeah, we'll see what happens with the uh, Mad Cat Moss. What what you reckon on him, Ben? Right. Not never happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mojo Rawley 2.0, isn't he? Like, yep. you know, like yep. Corbin, I have actually, I'm not, I, you know, you would expect me to hate. I don't hate Corbin. I think Corbin's absolutely fine. He's a Miz type wrestler who works in yeah. WWE as a troll and heel. You know, they, they've they overused him and all of the stuff with, you know, when he used to wrestle. He did at a point, he was the commissioner yeah. and all of that. It that was, was too bad. much of it. Yeah, he can play was. a role on WWT. I wouldn't have him in AEW. I mm. wouldn't have him in New Japan. I wouldn't have him in a place I like. But, you know, there's a role he can play. I, I can absolutely see that. Madcap Moss. Never happened. He'll be a trivia note in two years, mate. Yeah. Shaka. <laughs> Speaking of trivia notes, mate, um, uh, Gable Steveson wasn't on this show. I haven't seen him in a while. Not since Dressing Me. A while? I know it's your. We've said this before, Ben. I know life moves so fast these days. It's been like four weeks. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> been reports coming out of the performance since today. His brother aren't really getting it. You know, that's what, I, that's what I've heard. Oh, you did this, have you? I've heard from my inside sources. Yeah, they're just not getting it. He's, and, uh, he's, ne- <laughs> he's, he's ne- I'm not going as far as saying he'll never wrestle, although that would be fucking hilarious. Never yeah, it. no, the actual, yeah, the, the actual bet was, weren't it? You said he'd never 
main event a WWE pay-per-view, wasn't it? That's what you I said he'd be world champion, but you, you didn't care about it. I thought we settled on belts. Was it? It was either or. It was either what do you reckon JP is a better one? He'll be a WWE world champion or he'll main event a pay-per-view. Benno thinks none of that. Who? For Mad Cat Moss? No, yeah, Gable, Gable Stevens. Stevens. It's not happening there. Oh. No, sir. I, I, I don't. I don't think it's happening for him there. I, I, I think it's really sad. I just think ultimately they, they look at his size. Right. Okay. okay. Like I, I don't think. I think they kind of like, so like him. But I, I've, I, I mean, yeah. Gable Stevenson's just a weird. He, he's, he's just a weird one. I also thought I was actually thinking you were thinking of Chad. Look how made up he is. Chad Gable. Well, actually, I got utterly confused during all of that um, because I I ended up um, thinking you were talking about Chad Gable for some reason. I was like, why are we talking <laughs> about him? Hey, Chad Gable, Gable were main event of two of you. I was like, <laughs> what an utterly fucking mad conversations happened in the last. I can't leave you well, two alone for like. We a had a bet on the uh, on the WrestleMania road trip. Oh yes, podcast yeah. that I'm yeah, I'm sure JP listened to. But the bet, yeah, the bet I is think... we'll go with we'll go with he will never main event a WWE show, and that is that I'll, I I will take that to the hundred percent. He's never main event, and I... this has got got to be clear on this match. If he's on what? like a. If there's five of them on a Survivor Series team, oh yeah, not counting that. Oh yeah, no. Okay, so it's got to be singles then, or triple threat, or four way. Just something. With, yeah, anything, anything like that. Even a tag, that's fine. Like, okay, maybe, then, I can see maybe you'll be the fifth man in a random yeah. team. He will never be in the last match on a WWE. Okay, so say let's just say for example, right, he's feuding for the world title, and say there's a hot feud with Roman going on. Hmm. So say Roman's not the champion, and Roman's in the main event against like fucking Cody for like a blood feud and what if he's wrestling like halfway through the card but for the title can I still have that or has he got to be the main Mate, event I'll paddy power you I'll pay out don't worry I'll pay okay, out okay. well, we'll uh, think because we've that's got not fucking happening either you know how long how long are you giving it ever I think we said three years but okay but you think never so what's right. why is shit yourself now are you <laughs> no I'm just saying from when he debuts really from when he debuts yeah. three years then which yeah? might never happen okay yeah, three okay. years from that days. That might not happen. If he was a natural, he'd be there. But then he's not been there like properly very, very long. So he's got to debut on telly, Raw or SmackDown, and that's three years from that specific date, okay? Yeah. And we'll think of the wager, okay? Yeah, we'll so think yeah, if any of listeners have got any ideas for wages, yeah. knowing uh, me and Matty, well, maybe wear a Randy Orton t-shirt or something, or something more. Uh, so I'm a bit, I'll make Matty come to her uh, Brit Red show or something. I don't know. We'll think of something. We'll think of something. I think there's some audio of me saying they're going to push him big just because of the sheer balls of it. So I might just gone 180 degrees in all of that. Go back and delete it. Sorry. It didn't happen. You're on my side. Apologise. That's why we love you, Dave. No, it's not. It's not happening. We've got it sussed anyway. Thank you. Let's see the wager then. Sorted. Oh well, before we move on to the the proper A show matters, uh, any other thoughts on uh, WWE uh, WrestleMania backlash? It was a show, but like a like, couple of uh, recommended matches there from the WWE show that uh, I would have expected to say uh, they're, they're going to mean less and less and less. I think you'll see the odds kind of smaller title changes, but for me, it's all about those bigger shows, and those bigger shows are now stadium shows, so that's yeah. going to be where all of the emphasis comes. So it's like these feel like big television house shows with title defences and the work rate might be up a little bit more, but the era of the pay-per-view, it, it doesn't matter now, does it? And in some ways, that's a good thing. I think it might well have weirdly liberated them. I don't know how. It might because make, this wasn't as... Feel like they matter more. 
yeah. There's too many video packages throughout the whole thing. You could easily cut half an hour from this. That's up, no Jake, worries. For as good as they are, video packages, they'll never be beaten. But that's my gripe. That's why I don't watch the kickoff so show many. because all the you see all the video packages yeah. on the kickoff show. So I don't watch it because I, I know they're going to be on the pay-per-view. So, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, the premium, premium live, yeah. PLE, is it? So, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know... I don't need to watch the kickoff show for that. So, yeah, they need to cut back on them a little bit. But they are still yeah. good packages at the same time. Like, but, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree there. There's yeah. our WWE segment. Done. Well, <laughs> over to the morning. That's it for the month. <laughs> That's it for the year, mate. Until we have Matty back. Um, moving on to bigger matters. Did we both, did we all watch... Uh, yeah, the big pay per view of the weekend under siege. Um, yeah, I can feel relaxed now. We've moved on from the week. Feels like I'm always on the defensive or always on. The- <laughs> I'll come out of my shell more now and actually talk more about this. Well, so go you, on. you got a shell? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, on that note, yeah, impact under siege. Yeah, you both seen it then? You mm. both, did you watch it? Uh, did you watch oh, it yeah. live on Saturday? Or we all? Uh, no. I caught up with it today. I wanted to watch it live on Saturday, but it didn't uh, didn't happen. In the can end, help then. I watched I it before you. Watched it Sunday morning. Did you? Oh, we got a cut of it. Yeah, you got a on, on Impact Plus. On it, yeah. not well. You know what, JP? I didn't. You know why? Because it's a shame with the network. Do you know the next day when you watch an event, they don't have it sectioned off, or you can't fast forward it until they get the yeah. mechanics right a few days later. So I watched it like on a website. Yeah, on the old. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yes. As did I. Wasn't it on YouTube or something, JP? I'm sure I saw that. I know the pre-show was, but I think I think you could buy the main show on YouTube. I think you can get Impact Plus on YouTube now. Um, there's an yeah, they've got some sort of deal they were banging on about, but there's loads of that stuff that they made. What happened with the Speedball v. Shelly, Benno? Because he was in the pre-show, in he, Speedball? did an indie show, didn't he, instead? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember where it was, but he was on some random indie on Saturday night instead. That was advertised, wasn't it, for, for the pay-per-view? Mm, he's got fun for that, Shelly, unfortunately, about not, you know. Coming but did you watch the pre-show? Mm-hmm. Did you watch the freeway? Uh, no. I had it on, but I, I wasn't really. Uh, oh, Ben, it was great. Rich one, uh, Mike Bailey and Kayla Ray. Oh, no, oh, Ben, it was great. Can you well then free? Can you imagine it not being good? Right. <laughs> yeah, I love. You know it. Well, I mean? they had one before Rebellion, didn't they? They had Bailey on the pre-show in a. It's only it just was. occurred to me that that I didn't see that match because I was think because yeah I was looking forward to that. Oh uh, well, looking forward yeah. to Bailey against Shelley and oh so we did the yeah. three-way instead. All right, I thought Madison Rain and Giselle Shaw was from um, the YouTube show. No, that got bumped to the, the main card. That was right. the main. Yeah, that was the main card. I just thought the version of the right. I thought the version of the show I had it on right. So yeah, on the no, no. website I watched wrestling on. They didn't have a uh, Rich One versus Loretta Kerr versus <laughs> Bailey, but was it good? Oh, Ben, come on. It was, screams me. That made just all action balls to the wall. It was great. And, you know, Mike Bailey, we said, like, he's one of the best to watch, isn't he, at the minute, especially. Yeah. He's, 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 you a big fan of him? Oh, yeah, love him, Ben. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love We've him. seen him live, haven't we, Look. together? Progress Manchester. We've seen him in TNT. It was unbe- Who did he fight, though? No. It, was un- it was unbelievable match. Who was it? Was he in the four-way... Um, no, you don't know what it was. The last show before the uh, pandemic, we went to, he's one on one with someone, and it was fucking. I can't remember who it was. It was brilliant, though. He's a great live show yeah. wrestler, isn't he? Like he is just oh, so entertaining. But even yeah. I, I had doubts watching him on the telly because I've seen him live, and I thought he was just that. What you've said, but on the telly, even he, he comes across fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, love him. Impact have got a great little 
that's a great little signing for Impact. He's something. He's got a fucking yeah. good roster, Ben, haven't he? They've got a fucking deep roster. If it's, it's, oh. it's insane because like it, that's the thing. Yeah. You, you incorporate the fact that like guys like that are available. WWE released a load of people, so they they pulled in some good talents from that. The Honor No More lot, you know, they pulled in people from ROH. New Japan are just giving them guys to use because they've got nothing else to do with them. Like this is the best. Like I love this show. I, I I it's not just a bit. I thought this was better than the WWE show on Sunday, and yeah. it's like. I think Impact is very competently booked now. But even if it wasn't, it's like what well, we mean. You keep saying JP, the talent level is so much higher now because they've got access to higher level talents. Yeah. You almost can't miss when you got wrestlers like you say Mike Bailey on the pre-show. When you got wrestlers of that standard, you know, injectors yeah. like it's a, it's a very entertaining product right now. The TV, you well, know, ben, last week too. Do you know that on a no more gang? I was, that's what I was thinking about mm. watching this. Have they actually signed with Impact and not going near Ring of Honor on the card? Yeah, is that yeah. what happening? Yeah, which is a bit weird right. now because that, that you know that gimmick was like in the mid middle times before Tony Khan bought bought ROH, and now it's like well you know Honor's no more because no way any of those fuckers are going into a into proper ROH now. Um, so that's a yeah. little bit sad for those guys, but yeah, that that's kind of the deal. Eh? That what it is. But no, I, up and down. I love this show. I thought it was a really good show. Yeah. You know, there was, at least three matches I went 3.75 or above. Main events I went very high on, which we'll uh, yeah. which we can uh, we can get into. But yeah, JP, I thought this was a uh, was a little uh, banger of a show again from Impact, considering it was only two weeks since the last proper pay per view. I think yeah. this was better than that, considering it was an Impact Plus type show. Like this was, you know, oh, I do fantastic show. It was much tighter. It didn't have like that kind of gauntlet tag thing that seemed to go on forever. There was nothing like that. This was like, and and to be honest, everyone had their working boots on. They were working hard. I got a good vibe from the Madison Rain Gazelle Shaw match, which I had very little expectation, but I thought it was as good as I saw Gazelle Shaw in impact there at the moment because, you know, from a bias for having seen her in, in Rev Pro and the like. And I thought, you know, I thought she she seemed sort of a lot a lot tighter and a lot crisper, but up and down the card, it, if they've got the Briscoes for a while, like they're going to do really good things there. Yeah, and X Division, like you know, Ace Austin's off to the best of the Super Juniors. I want to admit I'm fascinated to see how he'll do there, how they'll book him. Like, but it's seeing him in a completely different environment where he's completely out of his comfort zone. And, you know, yeah, it's like you, it's like throughout, like there's one match in here that I didn't think was great because it was a rematch from the last month's pay-per-view. Outside of that, I just thought even, even that multi-man tag with the bullet club, that was fucking great fun. Oh, that was that. That was bot. I love that. I was ex- bullet fully expecting to hate it. Yeah. Like heel stable versus heel stable. You know, mm. they do the, you know, the daft scraping the back stuff with El Fantasmo. Like, I was getting on my nerves with it. But in the end, it turned into a fun multi-man, didn't it? And like, you know, somebody had to be babyface in there. So it kind of by default became Bullet Club. But yeah, that was a lot. You were getting cheered though, Ben, weren't they all the way then no, anyway? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's that type of uh, group, aren't they? And that crowd loved being able to do it. And it wasn't obviously yeah. a big crowd, but... There was just something about how they present that product, particularly with those commentators. They found their commentary team. Oh, yeah. Don't be changing these two up. They're perfectly good. Like, they really are. They're not, you know, Matt Raywell isn't perfect. Absolutely fine. I've heard infinitely worse than him. I think he he does, like, a pretty good job of that line of becoming kind of a heel at points. And Hannaford... He's not in your face with it, is he? He's not no, in your face at all with it. He at really all. Is. Neither of them are. 
Like no, they're very just call easy. it, don't you? Call Han- the action. Hannafin's got a great voice. And he does his research and he does his homework and he comes, you oh, know, yeah. and, and it feels like he's just completely immersed in the world of it. He understands all the stories and everything else and he's straight on it. And these are the things that make this show. It's like they've removed so much of the silly shit. They've still got decay. So they still have the stuff with like havoc. And- cockroaches and decay will still be here in the world. Yeah, they will be. Bloody hell. Steve. They always get you been of times eight fast forward. <laughs> oh mate, I did. I I, I clicked on uh, when it got to that to that match. Uh, just, uh, but yeah, with with I mean, I think it sounds like we've all got a million things to say about the show. Um, mm-hmm. Marty, do you want to take us through what, what what was most notable for you from the maybe we'll we'll lead up to the main event. What was uh, what did you enjoy? Yeah, in the other uh, Ace Austin and Shane Miguel for me, boys. Mm. They're two of my favorite wrestlers to watch. Loved their match a couple of years ago. I think it was a hard to kill 2020 when they were feuding when uh, Ace was coming on and flirting with Trey's uh, mother at the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but this time around, it was more serious because he won the belt, didn't he, at the last event? And as I say, boys, they're two of my absolute favorites to watch, and they have great chemistry for me. Yeah, always love seeing them work. Oh, you know, me, Ben, always been an Ace Austin guy. Yeah, since you day you one. Me onto him. Like so the thing yeah. people think you're a WWE guy, like you were on Ways Austin before he was anything. This was me indie days, like where he was he was doing all over the place, but especially in impact, he had yeah, he had um, the matches with Eddie Edwards. I remember having a good steep fight, the spot where he dove into the trash can, if you remember that, and that's a great spot. But yeah, this was just and as you say, JP, that'll make me actually watch his matches in the tournament he's in over in Japan yeah. because I'm fascinated to see because he's the champ as well. I don't know if that'll have any weight over there. I'll debuff him, as you say, with being the exhibition yeah. champ. But I'll watch all nine matches he has there, like 100%. I'm surprised Chris Bay's not going, considering, you know, yeah. the Bullet Club and stuff. And, you know, that yeah. that would have been nice to see. But, yeah, I mean, I've been with since you you kind of been raving about him, Ace Austin, and we saw him again. Speaking of TNT, and by the way, Gareth has interjected here in the chat and pointed out that people Mike Bailey's great match you mentioned, Matty, was against Kid Like Us too. No, but it was. You can't even have his back like You know what I mean? <laughs> I haven't got those kind of fun memories you do from them. I don't even remember it, but okay. Uh, but no one... But it's Austin, man. Done a balcony sent out, didn't he? Over the balcony. Unbelievable. And I and said to you live at the time, it's come up a few times when me and JP have talked about Impact. Like, Ace Austin, the moment he walked out, you were like, oh, that's a wrestler. Mm. That's what a wrestler looks yep. like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Built He's like a, a lot fitter, isn't he? I'm thinking when yeah. you see him, then all the other, yeah. But he also carries himself like a proper, you know, he's a throwback to those mid-2000s, you know, AJ Styles, Austin Aries, compact, high-flying guys who are like, they're not just, you know, skinny dudes doing flips. They're, you know, they everything they do means something and he's just got a bit yeah. of dynamism presence that other guys don't. It shouldn't be a shock that, you know, New Japan have taken interest. And really, this is a guy as well who we've said this is, and I think really for both of them, they should be looking both of these guys into that main event scene. Like they should be pushing them up that, that sort of upper mid card out of the X division. I think Ace Austin is, you'd like to think at some point it's going to be Bailey to win it and kind of lead the X division. It makes sense. And then that would get him out of it because if you've got Josh Alexander around putting Ace Austin in there, I think he wouldn't look out of place at all. And I think between them as well, it wasn't just a spot fest. It really wasn't. There was loads of lovely counters, loads of really good reversals. It, you know, it felt like this whole thing was really like, well, it's acrobatic, 
but it was very well constructed. It didn't yeah, feel yeah. kind of unnecessarily flashy. And I thought Trey Miguel's bump off that fold at the end looked amazing as well. Oh, what a move. That was always a great move. It's that. a great move. It, it, and it looks spectacular. I mean, yeah, I'd, I've gone 3.75. I really should have gone 4. So the car 4.25 for me on that, but 4.25. I love And mm. I'll, I'll say I love them. They're two of my fake. Trey Miguel as well. I feel like I'm just giving Ace Austin yeah. all the credit he He's another one for me. He's very creative with his stuff. And as you say, JP, it doesn't even though some if some of the wrestlers done the stuff he done, I'd be like, wait there a minute. It's a bit silly that, but he makes it work so much. Yeah. It's like the little back flick he does where you can see it when they were on the apron for this one, and he does that like counter kick. It's weird how he does it. I don't know how he does it, but anyone else it come across so stupid. But it was great. Great. So he's, yeah. he's better off of like when the rascals went to do the B, I thought he'd suffer. He's better off away from them. Like he's better he is standing on his own two feet, and you can see it. he's starting to come into his own, isn't he? He feels a bit yeah. more like he's got a bit more presence now, and yeah, yeah. But, but, I do, Have you kind of tell JP me Ace Austin story, Benno? Go on, yeah. When we went to TNT, uh, <laughs> JP, I got it yeah, for the for the show image, by the way. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm not looking my best in that picture, but uh, anyway, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I went over to him, uh, JP, and he was selling his, you know, his, his ace cards that he has. Oh, yeah. So I bought one and he signed it. But I already had bought a pack of cards and I took the ace out of my one and I got him to sign my one as well. So I've got them both framed in a little. Uh, oh. <laughs> so for one day when he does make it, I'll be like seeing him in time. But anyway, he was a proper worker because he had a little black book, didn't he, Benno? So when he was actually selling his merch he was making notes of it and selling and writing down so he must have been a saver for his money and i love that i've never seen anyone else have bought merch oh, mate. he was great he was did he have a bag of reduced new potatoes <laughs> from the man's and cans of tuna as well he eating out of the back of a fucking full punt, fiat punter <laughs> it was weird that show wasn't it because this was literally right like covid had started and it was like it was just yeah, a, a strange standoff with the wrestlers where like do i shake their hand or not do i get close don't yeah I? like yeah yeah um and i got covered two weeks later but who knows might have been it might have been tnt might have been the big w who knows you had it as well, didn't you? <laughs> Around that show, super spreader event. Uh, what are you gonna do? It was just, it was. It, that was the uh, CCW announcement, DJ Hyde, that wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, DJ Hyde was there. Yeah, yeah, Oh, there's a great picture of that. Yeah, all four of us. Yeah, that's good information. That one day, one day, uh, CCW will be open in the UK. But no, um, other than Ace Austin, Trey Rugal, then yeah. So I think we all agree on that. I went three point seven five. Average is sitting at three point eight three on the uh, on the gra- no three point eight five on the grapple app right now. So it's closer to four stars. So splitting the difference between the lot of us. But yeah, what else did you uh, do? You love on this under combat. Uh, yeah, what about uh, Steve Macklin v Chris Saban? I thought that was solid, and I was shocked that Saban got the win. To be honest, boys, I thought oh, I was. was getting a bit of a push, and I'm glad he ditched the face paint for this event because the last event he came out with full Punisher garb, didn't he? <laughs> People need to stop with that. We're not comic <laughs> And I like him as well, Steve. He sound like, but he needed to swear that. But as I say, I'm really shocked. JP he lost this one. I thought he was nailed onto yeah. it. I, I was shocked as well. Um, I thought this is exactly, I thought this match is kind of an encapsulation of what Impact have been doing over the last year. It's this kind of match has been firmly implanted into the mid card of a show yeah. where it's good. I, again, went three and a half on it. Really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed so much of Steve Macklin's work 
there. I'm so pleasantly surprised they found him. And he means something already. Only in a kind of mid-card sense. But yes, that's why I was shocked he didn't go yeah. over. Because it felt like you've, they've kind of done everything they can do with Chris Sabin, really, for the moment. There's a point where maybe you might... Win, be... didn't he? he got yeah. that win last month as well in the triple yeah. set, wasn't he? And the it was like, yeah. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't really make it... Make it, uh, it didn't really kind of make sense for me. But then at the same time, I... I didn't mind. I wasn't like offended by it. I've seen a lot worse kind of mid card yeah. impact matches in my TNA oh, matches yeah. in my lifetime. So it's just an example of how they're filling out this card. You're a shaven guy, aren't you, Ben? I can imagine you be a big shaven really guy. No, I don't mean <laughs> the TNA era X Division guys like Saban and Petey Williams and Sunday Dot and that. Nah, they were, they were always yeah, not, for not for me. No, I was an ROH guy at the time, so like, yeah, I, it's I, true, I, actually. Yeah, I just always thought those lads were a step behind. I like Saban and Shelly as a team, don't we? I don't know Saban, oh, pro. Tag team. yeah, yeah, but I'd always rather watch Shelly than uh, than Saban. But no, I thought it was, it felt like I know it wasn't the opener, but it's the type of match where you go, yeah, great little opener match, you know, that's what, it yeah, was. yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good way to kind of get going with like the good matches. Um, of the night, at least on the, on the main show. So no, I like that. I I really liked um, Briscoes and, and Violent by Design. Uh, I mean, mm. I'm not going not you know going four stars on it or nothing like that. But I would share what JP said earlier about like the Briscoes. Like if they can't do it, fans are right into them, aren't they? Can't it, do it, it, They come across as big stars in this environment. Yeah, the fans love them. They were so over as a tag team they're basically on there aren't it heavyweight teams in the US as good as the Briscoes there aren't any you know, like we we joke no. about it every weekend show about GCW trying to find anyone to wrestle them because there's no one out there who'd make a good matchup maybe maybe the workhorseman maybe someone should do that but you know I thought Violent by Design were, were good as opponents for the Merritt Young you know I have to remind myself sometimes you know, it's the same Merritt Young who was a professional you know, Ben he? I know, he's a professional I know he's an old but yeah. he's well. Has he has he like done a deal with the devil to like you know he's a he's a professional you know accomplished you know heel wrestler now, but he's just traded in any personality he ever had because <laughs> I just find him extreme compared to like how charismatic he's he gone was the other way, hasn't he? He's gone yeah. the opposite. Yeah. He's like a different human being, and in some ways that's good. You know, in some ways you forget that he's got those links to TNA the pasts, and yeah, I'm not a big violent, but I don't really like the stable. But I thought for their part they were good opponents for the Briscoes, and it was you know absolutely the right decision to put the belts on the Briscoes I think that's that's the what we should be doing you know they they if they yeah. in fact have got access to them and the AEW aren't willing to use them then we'll go with that I mean look at that on if you're going on three points they're three you know they're three male main men's champions Josh Alexander Ace Austin the Briscoes that's quality like that is yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. The champions, really. you know maybe world title aside like uh, that's really strong and yeah I just really enjoyed it as a bit of a it was more of a showcase for the Briscoes put them over strong with the Doomsday device yeah. and just a nice bit of business I, I really enjoyed that yeah, I thought that I thought this match seemed much more about like sort of showcasing the Briscoes for it and violent by design are good for that as well. I don't know if we're gonna go into spoiler alert. Do you know what the main event of the next pay-per-view of Slammiversary is? Oh no. Right, you're gonna be really shocked. It's Josh Alex it's looking like Josh Alexander versus Eric Young. Really? That's a surprise. Yeah. Really. I'd love to say I'm wrong, but it looks like that's what they're doing. And I'm a bit You're not like, doing that on telly, JP. I hope you read that wrong, mate. I mean, oh, there's so many. More. I hope so. I'll have a look. I'll check if that's the case. I want to be wrong. I want to be have massively you wrong. Ravens or just one one day of it. Last night, obviously, is oh no. I they think they normally do it in the month, don't they? 
Um, that's put me down, Matt, for the slap for a big 20. Oh. Well, but that, but I can see the logic though. Twenty years, Eric Young. He's been there. Twenty years. You can play that. I think they can tell that story. I don't think it'll be. It might be. It might be the world title match, but there'll be other big matches. Ah, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it'll be you, Matty. I'll let it play out. I'll see what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. This show had like big debuts as well. That was the other thing. You know, Mia Yim and uh, coming out. Yeah. And, and making a. I think it's a, an impact debut, but she was. In she was in it years ago. No, she was in... under this name though, wasn't it? it? Was like no. Jade what was her name something? though? Oh Christ! It was Jade, wasn't it? Jade. Was it Jade? Yeah. You she was in the tag team with uh, Marty Bell. <laughs> no, no, I, I remember that. Yeah, I was yeah. watching 2015, 20 like. Yeah, yeah. Or 2019, yeah. TNA Impact when she was in. I was lo- you were with me, mate. I was loving those years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, she was around back then. So it was cool to see her come out and like get the uh, the big uh, debut treatments. I didn't think much to be honest of the match um i don't know if there's i don't know i didn't to be honest as a job lot i didn't think the women's matches on this show were up to much um i don't know if that's a contra it's 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 commendable don't get me wrong that impact have got three you know big women's matches on this show but i don't mm-hmm. know they were three three star matches to me um don't know yeah there's there's only the honour, really, that I'm a big... I don't mind tired in the right environment, but there's only the honour that I really like, really, out of all that on the roster. I, so. I'm of the opinion Diana Prazzo needs to go somewhere else. I think she's done yeah. as much as she can in Impact. She's done, she's done it all in TNA now, yeah, yeah. she has. She has. And I think, to a degree, like, the, I, I was there thinking, well, what is the last... What's the great Diana Parazzo match? I think we've seen a lot of potential, but we've not necessarily seen it go well. It's like seeing a highly touted young player go away on loan, but yeah. not do it on their loan spell necessarily. That's kind of where I am at the moment. And it's not to say that she can't. I just think it's that point where iron sharp iron sharpens iron, that yeah. it's that change of scenery. One of the big things I hope for is if it happens, is is whether or not women going over to Japan get them in the stardom dojo because that's where you start to see like kind of like people develop at a really serious rate but there's a lot so many ifs buts and maybes to go along with that I think Gazelle Shaw looked good but then I'm biased because I've seen her in Rev Pro a load of times I was like kind of pleasantly surprised by that match I actually went 3.25 I don't think Tasha Steeles is necessarily helped by having Rosemary and then Havoc there because this was just a size differential match, but really it's, it's treading water and it's, it's not, it's giving her wins, but it's not giving her credibility as a champion. What's Benna, what's going on with Jordy? I know she's banging about with the uh, big W Morrissey, but she should be back in, well, the, in the women's matches. Jordan Grace. Yeah. Was she on the show? Going on? She wasn't, was she? She wasn't anywhere to be seen. Well, she, you know, you know what match she's in at uh, uh, Slammiversary though. What? Is it an ultimate X again? Queen of the Mountain. Is it? <laughs> if there was ever time for us to be king of the mountain, that could be, yeah. You know what? Is June going to be TNA month? Shall we save Rinka King for June? We'll do Rinka King. Wow. TNA month one. We'll do the King of the Mountain special. Like, I feel like it could be. It's got to be done around our birthday, hasn't it, boy? It's got to be done now. Right, it might be something there yeah, for that. Oh no! Right, okay, that's interesting. Um, but I don't know. I, th- I think the the Impact Women's Division is, I don't know, what, what are the weaker points? But I do think I was going to say to the point, Miriam coming in, and if they are doing something with her and Diana, I think that's a stronger. Other than Jordan Grace, that's a stronger match you mm. can build up. Yeah. But yeah, not that's what they can do. 
Maybe if they can get a Nixon mule in, but that depends on visas and other things like that as well. But like, there's, it's, you know, they're making right moves. I don't doubt that, but there is like, I mean, let's be honest, it, you know, WWE have very much sort of cornered the market on a lot of the sort of available high-level women's wrestlers out there because they have the budget to do so and they're going to put them into into big positions. I suppose Can we talk about the 10-man, Benno, as well? Yeah, yeah. That, before we get to that. Oh, yeah. That was that, I know what I love the most about that. Obviously, my big face-off with uh, Jay White and Matt Taven. <laughs> I was having... <laughs> It's big in your house, and it's big in the den, and nowhere else. That I heard that they had a match on TV the other week. Why? How did I miss that? I need to go back and watch that one. Couple of professional wrestlers, they made a couple of weirdies, but the I love the what I love about this to finish. You know that the gift, the tweet going around where Maria distracts Carl Anderson. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he tried. To, he kind of got mesmerised by it again on the finish, didn't he? On the yeah, on the apron yeah, and that. that I love that. I yeah, love, you know, I actually love that. It's one, one of like. the funniest gifts ever. Him and AJ when AJ oh, joins in as well. Yeah, and I, I, I can't stand the Good Brothers like <laughs> fucking hell. That is the best thing he's ever done. That it's absolutely golden. That. You always go for a laugh in those uh, in those tournaments. Uh, Anderson, but no, I, I as, as a match, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's kind of like you know, like I say. Bullet Club with their baby faces, the fans are enjoying the excuse to get to cheer them. Yeah, you know, El Fantasmo and Chris Baby and Wacky, Good Brothers being the Good Brothers, Jay White being Jay White. You but they lost as well. The Bullet Club lost. I couldn't believe that one either, <laughs> to be honest. Well, if you think of it, there's a lot of them who are going away for periods of time as well. So it looks like, obviously, I could see at the uh, Briscoes versus Good Brothers, maybe a slam anniversary. I could see them doing because that would effectively them probably the being match, off yeah. then at that that point in time yeah it's a big match and um and like jay white's not gonna be there it's just chris bay not going across there seemed like kind of like very odd the bit don't you think matty though as well me and jp have been saying over the last few weeks like jay white hasn't really been protected in impact though like you would have thought considering he's the top guy mm-hmm. engaging in, in new japan sorry shouldn't use that word but you know but but top westerner in new japan going forward he is you know impact he's kind of just been a guy like i know he's the leader of the bullet club but you know that last pay-per-view a couple of weeks ago he's in the three-way he's not involved lost. in the finish yeah. yeah he loses the match overall i think he lost to saban on tv recently yeah, yeah it's been interesting as you so i mean it did feel like this this match you know they they're rebooting him a bit i like the fact that they're acknowledging you know new japan storyline so it was mentioned on commentary that mm. uh, juice robinson he attacked the carder, didn't he yeah, yeah, the Juice Robinson had joined Bowler Club, you know, and the, the commentary again, which did the sailing job all night, brought everyone up to speed with that. Yeah, I just hope they reset him a bit and give him the... He should be the top guy in the show. If you're going to have Jay White in your promotion, you should be knocking around the top of the card. But this is it with me, Ben, when he come in. Like, was it the last Slammiversary where he made that debut at the end and, like, it, he fronted Ken and that? It's like it always seems to be something... That match has got to happen somewhere down the line. I don't know he, that won't be an impact, but... It just seems a lot of that for me with Jay White. I know he can't wrestle for New Japan at the minute, or he's back now or whatever, but he just needs to settle for me in one. And I do like people coming mm. and going, but I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. He should be definitely used more like on impact. The the hope I would have for him in terms of his own career trajectory, it's interesting, I think he got married the other week as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Where he's yeah. like topless in his wedding photo. I mean, if I look like Jay White, I'd be topless in my wedding photos too, but still, like, come on. 
I wouldn't know what tops are, mate, if I had that kind. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Be That's showing them true. off for everyone. Yeah, in non and on creepy sense. But like <laughs> I, I wonder like with him being in New Japan, it's like it's gonna be one of these things where he's gonna be positioned. Dominion's a very big bullet club heavy show. I wouldn't even be that amazed to see them put the world title on him from Acadi, you know? I don't think that's beyond the realms of possibility at all. So we say all this and it wouldn't surprise me if, if that's the case. So, but it does feel like some of a wasted opportunity. And him versus Kenny, uh, that's a match if you're doing Forbidden Door 2 is the kind of stuff they'd want to do in Japan. I was going to say, who's he looking to go I on think, with that Forbidden Door? Like? I think they're going to do a multi-man. I think, you know, you can't, not every match can be a big singles. I think it's going to be Bullet Club versus the Elite. Elite. Um, yeah. I think that's what, or, you know, the undisputed Elite, whatever they are now. I think that's probably where the Adam Cole stuff's going. Could be wrong, but yeah, right. I think that, I think that's it. Bullet Club on an AEW show, you know, I think that, that makes sense. Maybe, maybe Kenny can make it, but, um, but um, but I suppose, I mean, we should talk on this show, like the, the big match we haven't talked about yet, the main mm-hmm. event, Tommy Hirsch and Josh Alexander. Fuck me, this was good. Like, this is oh. this is my match of the week. Like, absolutely. Like, I, I you know, I wasn't as harsh on that 2D pay-per-view as you might have expected, Matt. I doubt you're going to be as high as me on this one, but I went 4.25 on this. This was the uh, the highest I've gone on anything we're, uh, we're going to talk about today. It's got a 4.25 average on, uh, on Grapple as well. It was just... Banger of a match. Um, it was, you know, Ishii is on the verge of maybe being a little bit overexposed in the US. I think maybe, you know, the novelty might wear off if, you know, if we're not careful. But as far as a guy to throw in as a main eventer with Josh Alexander and put Josh Alexander over and make all his shit look, you know, as good as it possibly can. Ishii was phenomenal in this match and Josh Alexander came up with him. And sometimes with these matches, when you get like a Josh Alexander versus like a, like an Ishii, there can be communication issues. And there was a couple of weird spots in the match where like, you know, it looked like I think Ishii was supposed to counter the clothesline of uh, Josh's at one point and then Josh just ran into him because they, they got confused. But yeah. There was a couple of those moments, but overall they gelled really well. They worked really well together. And yeah, like I say, Ishii is... Got no problem with putting people over, and I thought this was a really, really important match for Josh Alexander. It made him look like the world champion and impact, and it was, yeah, it was good a way to do it. Really, I'd, I'd applaud him back for the idea and for for executing it. The the two lads as well as they did, yeah, great match. I thought this was a cracking idea for a Josh Alexander first title defense. Big storyline against Moose wins the title. What do you do? You put him in there against someone who you can beat, but gives you credibility. And what he give, gave you here was, I I thought at the beginning of this, I was like, oh, it, it'll be Ishii in America. It'll be very good. I'll be thinking three and a half stars and it'll be fun. But then just as it got more more and more drawn into it, you're like, Christ, this was like really good. And like Ishii took some like serious stuff during this match, but it felt like he was, I don't know, it's like they were kind of, really enjoying the chemistry that they had out there so they were just giving that little bit extra and again like you I went 4.25 it's the joint you know scores of match of the week although my match of the week may not actually end up being one of those two matches weirdly but I thought this was this was really kind of high-end stuff and it delivered all of the things it needed to do it's like give you a new world champion a really good first title match against someone who has that credibility and it, it delivered on that and yeah I'm looking forward to this Josh Alexander title reign. It did make me think this is also like a kind of final boss thing for him getting possibly into New Japan proper. If they've got Ace Austin in there as X Division champion, Josh Alexander in the G1. G1, yeah. 
how like and that would be like a real curveball one because you I'm expecting both Moxley and Danielson in there but it depends how got how gaijin crazy they're going but if they want someone quality in there who their roster can gel with then like and he seems like the perfect guy to have as world champion and hopefully have a good long reign what do you think of it Matt? yeah well this is the biggest compliment i can give this match ben it was like it's not my style or scene at all and i've seen it not a million not a billion a trillion times for me but the last 10 minutes it drew me back in like it genuinely was heading that way. Like I've seen this, I, I, you know, and I'm not into it. But genuinely, I even text Jacko about it because I know he's a big Ishi guy. The last ten minutes literally got me out of that state of mind and drew me in, and it was fucking great to be honest. Like it really, that's the biggest comments I can crowd give. Were it. big into uh, it as well, weren't they? The crowd uh, was all over the last five minutes. It was really, really good, and that's proper commendable. Because as you know, me Ben. Usually, I haven't got time for stuff like this, really, have I? So, <laughs> what do you mean, good wrestling? It, no, it, it was honestly, it really it got me back in. I was very surprised. Like, what'd you give it on the app? I haven't given it on the app, but I, I, I wrote it down as giving it for. I was gonna say better or worse than Edge, AJ, better than it was. Be- it was it, I can't deny that last event. Good wrestling is good wrestling at the end of the day, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, can't deny it. I liked it. It was good, well, well structured, as you always, as you always yeah. say. It you was, know. but then, honestly, but even like you know me with the the forearms and all, I've seen it. It's not my style, but it genuinely that stretch where it was like it was honestly fucking unbelievable. I think JP it nailed there. it there when you said then JP that like it felt like the wrestlers were feeling it, and you're right. Mm. You get Ishi, you know, you wouldn't imagine. But, you know, over Mania weekend, she definitely took a couple of nights off. And in Impact, he's took a couple of nights off in general. Here, it was like, oh, I'm in here with someone good. And he kind of, yeah. re- it was like he recognized, you know, the quality of the guy. Yeah. And that it was a title match. And it was, you know, it was big match Ishii. Um, and yeah, big fans of Josh Alexander on this podcast. And I thought he delivered for his part as well. And yeah, just turned into a, a big bomb fest that got everyone off the feet, including Matty. So, can't argue with that. Um, and yeah, no, you, you actually can't. That's the, as I say, that's Matty the highest problem. praise I can give it. It was a great moment. I, I'm trying to clean up the other stuff on the show we mentioned before we get into uh, to AEW. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I was going to say, come on, boys. Yeah, uh, You're wearing the, the Callahan Death Machine hat. <laughs> the big man is back to finish business with Moose. I can't wait for it. It's good oh. to see him back. You'll get the proper storylines back now, boys. Sammy and Moose, yeah. I was When Moose walked out, I was on the at the time. So I had the show muted. So Moose came out and I was like, I don't know what's going on here. And then Sammy Callahan came out. I honestly had completely missed spoilers. I didn't know that he'd... I think I'd seen one person make a joke about it on Twitter because he's not a very popular individual, Sammy Callahan, for outside of, of wrestling reasons. But I've always liked him in ring. I've always liked him in impact. You know, I'm the same as you, Matt. We uh, sat yeah. there together and watched one of those, again, speaking of shitty human beings, the uh, Tessa Blanchard matches, especially that second one. Absolutely loved that. You know, Sammy yeah. Callahan was one person who, when impact was on its arse a little bit, you know, before the He pandemic. was the one stepping up. He was, Definitely. yeah. You know, in that rebuilding phase, he felt like the biggest star there. It'd be interesting to see him, you know, mixing it up with, you know, a higher, like we say, higher water level and impact and, and better people to work with. Although he's he's back in immediately with Moose, so, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, Tying up them loose ends, though, then the stories off, isn't it? That's, yes. what he put him out, That's what we want. That's what oh. we want. Continuity, don't we, Ben? We yeah, want all that. Get that, I suppose, yeah. So, that big moment for you, mate. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> It was, it was, it was, a, it was a, a nice little moment there, and I knew you'd love it. Oh yeah, 
course, a lot of time for him. But anyway, yeah, no, as I say, this are they fighting that slam of the JP? Is that the match or I they haven't I don't know if that's it makes me wonder if there is gonna be another set of tapings on it. They usually I'd, do I'd two days worth, JP definitely do. You think that's yeah, the direction I'd... they're going though. It seems likely, doesn't it, based on the angle. Yeah, it's got to be. They pay off that story, so yeah, got that story. Yeah, that's what we want. Story, that's what we always want. <laughs> but yeah, before we move on, any any more overall thoughts on Impact? Like I say, fun show, uh, well put together, easy watch, two and a half hours yeah. if you're uh, use liberal use of the the skip button for a couple of the matches. Yeah, you know, you know the knockout title match was probably the weak spot of the uh, the show for me, the- but everything else was was fine to great. So yeah, thumbs up, pay per view for me. The- There'll be a lot of people who'll go, okay, so that's a couple of, I would almost say it's like kind of three, four pay-per-views that in a row where they're like generally all right. I mean, I think they've got the Moose, Josh Alexander thing for the moment. They got that wrong. They could have done that the next night on TV or something like that. And I think it, it would it would have had something else to it. So there's a lot of us burnt by this. TNA's on a run of form. It's good. And then we've ended up watching a pay-per-view and then normally ended up with a bloodstained Jeff Jarrett sort of raising a guitar in one hand and the TNA title in another. And it's like, oh, here we go. But it's so... Oh, of course Of course he is. That's one of my... That's going to be one of my bits, JP, in the you know the, in the uh, not yet named newsletter show we're going to be doing. Any newsletter we look at, we're going to play a game of what was Jeff Jarrett up to? What was Jeff, Jeff Jeff up yeah. to? You know, know what segment's called, JP? Control F Jeff. That's what we're going to do. Control F Jeff. <laughs> and we're going to see how many references to Jeff Jarrett are in each issue of the Wrestling Observer as we go back through time. Brilliant. <laughs> there you go. And I'm you looking for I'm going to do a proper revision for this tomorrow. <laughs> um, as well, but they're on a run of form. Like for what it is now, a lot of these things don't result in immediate business because, as we say as well, like sometimes the creative runs ahead of the business. But it wouldn't surprise me if they can carry on this just sensible, competent booking, making the best of kind of what they have, seeing who's out there on the free agency market, using pe- people being able to come through because it adds a bit of effectively a bit of color to your TV if there's somebody in there from New Japan for a couple of weeks or, you know, coming across from wherever. You know, yeah. just so you've got people who are who are kind of like that. If they can carry on doing that, then they're kind of on to something. And also remember as well, their tape library is worth something. Mm. I'll always throw that out there. If Ring of Honor's worth forty million, then what is Impact worth? Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> probably more to Cheap be fair, bastard. considering this, you know, TV. it's not worth MLW money. That's um, the <laughs> true. Uh players there but anywho um <laughs> impact fun show um <laughs> shall we talk some aw yep did we have to we made we made you do it here's where matty turns here if people have been listening to this going oh that matty's quite open-minded you know he doesn't just love wwe yeah you know, you know aw this is the uh the testing time mate let's uh Let's get into dynamite from this uh, from this last week and rampage the bits of it that you uh, you have seen, Matt. Um, you did you watch most of it, so you know there's that. Can we, can we start with rampage and get out the way? <laughs> we have to go in order. <laughs> we'll go in order. We'll, rampage. We'll we'll blow through it a couple of minutes because it wasn't wasn't a very notable rampage this week. Did uh, less than three hundred thousand viewers as well, considering it was on our yeah. five East Coast, which meant our two West Coast. I think that's probably expected, but. 
bit of a uh, up against American countdown if it's not careful. <laughs> <I'm honest. laughs> who the, who host American countdown? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if there is an American countdown. There fucking should be. <laughs> There'd be no one. Reason. Like yeah, it wouldn't be called that though. JP did no. slightly switch the names somehow, wouldn't he? I think. Yeah. Jimmy Carr would still get the gig, though, I bet you. Um, oh. <laughs> it'd be someone like that, some Brit. Um, but yeah, I suppose it, we'll, we'll start with Dynamo. We'll, we'll, we'll get into uh, to, to Rampage. But yeah, you know, it was one of those shows. I think the, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the weekend show, JP. You know, we definitely scratched our head at the placement of Diana Parato and Mercedes Martinez as a, as a main event on, on Dynamite, you know, considering the same mm. hasn't won a match in AEW and Diana was a complete non entity to AEW fans like that. They were put in a horrific position. Uh, I think yeah. it was reflected in, in the viewership. Although, you know, they were up they were up against the hard competition, but still. Yeah. Should never have been there. You know, it was a not not a great match either, to be honest. Like I don't people people don't want to say it, but it wasn't. Um <laughs> Didn't, it wasn't uh, just that the fans were into them and the match wasn't very good either. It was just why don't they want to say it? Uh, you know, it's, it's just not the done thing, is it? Um, but you know, it was it was a match. Um, that was the week yeah. to the show, and I think the sec. This is the thing with Dynamite: the second hours do you know sometimes disappoint. But I would say on the on the positive side, you know, that the, the first hour hour of the show, you know, was very good. But you know, don't was, always do that, Benno. Like you've just said, they always pad that first hour out with, like, say, like your punk or your Brian. Don't mm-hmm. you get all them out the way? And then, well, it was interesting. Got that, well, this peak version was like was Jeff Hardy, you know. So they would, yeah, because they try and yeah. retain, you know. No, you don't like viewership and numbers <laughs> map, but they try and retain oh, the uh, the viewers from Big Bang Theory and put a big star in the first. Like, <laughs> look. I, I'm using this to put over Jeff Hardy so you'll enjoy this. You know, he he is a big star, genuinely, you know, people he is. you know, and I, mm. he's he's actually someone who I think is a little bit lost in the shuffle in AEW already. Where, you know, he's someone That's because of Matt Hardy though. Flipping mm. hell, that's because of his brother. Yeah, and it's just a bit like, you know, it's not he's not far off from his optimum use um, in AEW, but I do think they could make more. You know, the fact that him and Darby's just happening on a random TV, I don't know, I just feel like that's a that's a mm. bigger deal um, than there's being made. That could be a stunt fest, couldn't it? If they could give it a pay-per-view. That could be such a great stunt fest, that. Massively looking forward to it. But no, I thought that, you know, the match with, uh, with Bobby Fish was very good. Give me a Blackpool Combat Club six-man in the first hour, and I'll enjoy that. Give me a great Wardlow MJF segment, which this show gave us. And I'll enjoy that, you know. All, all in all, I thought it was a, a good first out. What uh, what stood out for you from it, Matt? Well, Wardlow, because that was fucking brilliant. That I mean, I've only seen bits and bobs, and I know that they're doing a good job with MJF as well. You know what I mean? But the place just kept rising and going ballistic for every security guard. For every move, it was honestly, I haven't seen a reaction in ages. I was genuinely like took back by that it was so good what they done it was unbelievable so I don't know what they're going to do be great haven't they brilliant yeah well what I've seen yeah I didn't know he was like um coming out handcuffed and is he under like house arrest or something is that what is that what it is because he's MJF's like MJF still owns his contract type of thing that's the that's the yeah 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 I mean he's not allowed music and yeah I got on that was the the whole thing from start to finish and obviously my main man W Morrissey getting a little shine it was scream you actually this whole segment yeah oh it was great but it was really good and even the fans we want Enzo no we don't (laughs) (laughs) he dealt with that really well he he shut that down and he didn't get rattled by it I I it was a professional performance you know like there were there were 
was there's the news stories this week going. WWE were very impressed by him. They probably were because he went out there and he yeah. handled himself with a bit of class, and he's turned his life around. You know, from the the dark bad days that he had. He has done well. That's streams, why I like him as well. He's, he's putting the work in and he's getting well. re-signed by Vince. Like they, yeah, he'll be back on SmackDown within the year. The shape like, he's in. The shape, yeah. the physical. If you think of him at times when he had that feud with Daniel Bryan, where he just looked kind of out of shape, to be honest with you, like he did here, he looks incredibly intimidating. He feels perfectly set up for WWE, and he just needed the one power bomb. Yeah, that was that was fine. That was That's absolutely fine. As a, as a kind of boss villain, like I thought, you know, how many of these match? I mean, again, why is he going with W Morrissey? You know. William Morrissey from the fall was the joke. He gave him the fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cracked up at that one. <laughs> but what are they going to go for with this? It was year? really nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they well, going that's Liam's here? joke from the weekend show. So we need to get some Smith's lyrics up here, pronto. Especially <laughs> if he gets signed. <laughs> what are they going for with this contract? Or what is it? The pay- obviously fighting at the pay per view. Yeah, that'll be what it is, and there'll be steps, and it'll be you know if we're low because next week, well, this week, you know, doing it in long where I I didn't do the way down, yeah, stuff in it, yeah, and I didn't love it last time. I do, I do, you know, think AW is you know Todd Martin's made this point a couple of times in his show that like AW at one point the fans just did what you said, babyfaces got cheered, heels got booed, and I think. There was a little period where there was a lot of grey gray lines with Punk and with Brian mm-hmm. and with MJF and with Cody. And I, I don't know, I, I would have avoided doing it, but we're here now and this is the this is the gimmick. Every every time MJF goes there, he's gonna be a baby face. It's gonna give us a, a unique atmosphere, isn't it? You know, but he doesn't shit on it, does he? He doesn't like do the whole I'm from here and then turn on them. He actually goes with it, doesn't he? Yeah, you and know, it's something unique. It's actually... a selling point in it. And it is, it's yeah. you've nailed it. It's it's Brett and Canada. That's what they're doing, isn't it? Someone's it is. yeah. Side that that's where they want to go. So yeah, it'll give it a completely different twist, won't it? Next week, uh, I bet that'll be great. So honestly, to be honest, Matt, that's something I wouldn't tell you to go back and rewatch all the dynamite you you know you, you haven't watched over the last couple of months or so. But if you if you literally just went back and watched the Wardlow and MJF segments, you would love them every single yeah. one of them. Yeah, Wardlow launching you know trainees and security. I've seen the one with the crowd and he was doing everyone in that one. That the first one after the pay per view. I think yeah. I've seen that one as well. He's Batista. Great. He's Batista, and, and we'll see yeah, what yeah. legs he has as an actual, you know, outside of this story, can he be a guy? But, like, as far as presenting him as one and getting him to that level, like, MJF's doing a masterclass, and AEW are booking it brilliant. Mm. But he's got to beat MJF, hasn't he, though? He's got to, he's going to destroy Spears. That's what'll happen. And then he's got to beat MJF. No asking about. You can have it a bit competitive, but he can't lose, Benno. None of this shite. Oh, he no. just, he can't do it. I no. They'll be afraid to put him over. And I don't think so. And I think the other thing this, these angles have managed to do is his move set. It's a lot more expansive than anyone ever kind of gave it gave it credit for. He, I mean, I think he actually is much better in the ring. So it feels like, and it's not like he has to be blockbuster good. Doesn't have to go in and be Kenny Omega in his pomp. Like yeah. he just has to be. He has to be good at it really, and then hope like in terms of the crowd. And the personality and the goodwill and stuff, but they're on board the fans, though, aren't they? I mean, that, mm. that took me with how much they were because it kept yeah. it was a loud pop, and then it just kept getting louder and louder and louder. I was so and this is a, and this is a proper AEW feud. Yeah, this one, like yeah. this is, and it's and it's the idea of 
MJF making people, which when you consider his age, that's kind of incredible. It's the heat though, JP, isn't it? As it well? is. it's, it's, it's booking it's, 101. It's just sensible it bloody booking. Hey, Matt, how good was MJF when we saw him a full of a wrestling? Like, oh, just a proper, just, he just grabbed the, the uh, fans by the scruff, didn't he? Like just got everyone looking at him and listening to him. It was unbelievable work. Like even in that, that future shock show as well, weren't it? Like, yeah. how he just, Played off that guy who called them out. It was brilliant. Yeah, J Webb. Yeah, and he, he, he like the reason I bring it up is like I was just thinking about you know when he was very complimentary of Punk, you know, in his own way, like you know the only other. Oh yeah, was, yeah. You know, well, Put on the spin for the kind of, yeah, yeah. But back to back, like doing that Punk feud and then doing this, like MJF, like this was two almost perfect feuds in a row. You know, if they stick the landing with this, it's the it's the best thing going on in the company right now, like by far. Absolutely. Oh, as JP said, for me, it's as you said, it's a proper AEW two like originals from AEW having a feud, isn't it? You know, no outside. You know what I mean? Great. What a and scene of it. I think there's just this again. They do this occasionally on AEW. There's a lack of focus. Would be the thing on there, and occasionally it's on the storylines. Here, as we said on the weekend show, too many titles, it's far too many titles going on, and the problem is with that is you end up devaluing all the other ones by default if you've got all the Ring of Honor ones there and you've got an FTW title defense, is it like, you know, coming up? It's like, do you need to have that there anymore? It's it served its purpose. Soon, apparently, Six-man belt will be there. You'll, for a long time. you'll have to get the women's tag tag belts as well. And there's I not enough TV well. time. Yeah. And I'd also think you could have a secondary tag belt. Like, <laughs> mad. The problem is they haven't got enough TV time. Like, you need a Ring of Honor either. outlet. Is the counter like you're right? Yeah, but I don't want them to have any more because rampage is enough. Like I don't want another hour. Like, well, that's it. Yeah, it's an issue. Well, you need some like in some ways you need like it, it just to be kind of external of it. That's where they need this kind of separation because they need. I think the part of the problem with this show is it's in that second hour. It's following the Mookie Ball kind of like idea of you know big star maintains big bang theory audience promo match promo Tony Schiavone segment in the ring like angle backstage promo match backstage you know what, promo you know what main event seriously when I watched it and you, people will hate this comparison it's when Russo booked the powers that be Nitro's the <laughs> show no though there's a million segments Benno it's like there's no time to breathe with it It there's a lot you've got to fit so many wrestlers in and there's a lot going on obviously you know, it makes a yeah. bit more sense. And I, I love the powers that being that, but it still reminds me of it so much. It, there's just so much going on. It's like, what's going on? Like, you know, you know it's what I mean? It's interesting that because it's like, it's not like, I mean, maybe you accept it. It's not like we don't enjoy it though, still to, to you, JP. Mm. Yeah. Like it's because it, it's one of them. It's one it of the. Shit, I would be watching it. Yeah. Like, and it's like, it's like yeah. the world title yeah. thing we always mention about, like, you know, they don't necessarily give the world champion the the pride of place that you would hope and expect and that's a negative but uh, but at the on the other hand is that just it's just one of them for all as positives of the way tony mm. khan books and the shows are so entertaining you know there are also going to be some drawbacks it can't be perfect you can't do everything of course you know? of course the negative is that yeah maybe things don't get time to breathe and things that are important don't get the don't feel as important as they could and you don't get the optimum out of it. Like, I mean, I was going to ask, you know, Hamman Page's promo mm. on this show, like, you know, he was given time, you know, to go out there. Punk wasn't there on the show and they, 
you know, tried to make up for, for last week where he was there. I mean, what did you guys think of the promo? Like, I got to be honest, I didn't love it. Um, I heelish, wasn't it? Weird. It just yeah. felt like I actually think his performance was good, and I understand <laughs> you love this mask. I get why people liked it. I get why people. <laughs> Came, you know, people who were Hangman Page fans were like, yes, he showed some fire and, you know, yeah, let's get going with this feud. But it just felt like it came out of nowhere. Like, there was, because he wasn't there last week, maybe we're just missing a part of the story. But why is he so angry? Like, why was he so heelish? Like, because the thing is, next week, when they're in Long Island, Punk's going to get booed based on LMJF food. So it's not like if they're trying to lean Hangman a bit heel because they think Punk's going to get cheered over him. It's not fucking happening next week. So, yeah. just an odd decision, really. And I don't know the, the, the way See, that... I have, I've the, missed it, Ben. Why, as you say, do you, why is he so angry? Has Punk just challenged him to a match? We don't... Well, that what, <laughs> so, 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 so he's just because he's been challenged? Well, yeah, so last week... You know, well, well, they, they, they did like a, sh- a face-to-face a couple of weeks ago. Then it was announced that, the, you know, that this was the match. And then Punk got on the mic and, you know, he didn't really say anything personally. He just built up the match. And right. they did that because Hangman had COVID. So there was clearly supposed to be something there, but it's oh, just... so he wasn't there. Having, he wasn't getting out of go out to his face. He no, was just so no. like he was there. So okay. he was missing that step. Hangman being being this riled up and this heelish and this clearly upset about something that we don't actually know what it is. It just felt unend. <laughs> it did it unend is the word. Like it, it can be right. great as a segment, and I can get why people enjoy it. And you can say it's uh, you know if you're playing EWR, it might get an A as a segment, but. Logistically, I just think it was missing something. I don't know if like I'm I'm wrong there, JP. I know Matt's not been keeping up strongly with uh with this stuff. And JP's pissed off. There he is. <laughs> and now he's muted. And now I'm muted as well. Sorry, I was all <laughs> over the place there. I thought I took took the opportunity to run to the toilet. So sorry, completely JP, missed your point. Do you know why Angman's fuming? Because we because I certainly don't think Benno does either. He's missing no it's unearned this, I think. This, the it's promo missing was a week. Good. The angle was good, right. but like, yeah, the way that I'd use JP is unearned. It's just missing a week. It is, and they've done this before, and sometimes these things happen, as they've had to do it for those weeks. It's almost like there's a point where he's he's pissed off that Punk has come in and taken the shine off him, and he's the world champion, if you see what ah. I mean. Like, I kind of... That might be the way that, that. that you could go necessarily with it. But exactly... <laughs> The problem is there at that point is I'm just pulling shit out of the top of my head, really, as much. It's how you interpret it, JP, you know, that's what I said the other week, how you, you see it. But can I just mm. say that? What was he on about with the, um, I did like the Master Bratry Breath Art tribute match. Oh, it's not going to be one of those. Wow. Because that's the thing, like, we were saying this last week, Matt, I don't know if you were, but like, you know, I, I, I really did like in, in a week. Do a complete 360. Oh, I really enjoyed that FTR match to the time we reviewed it. And I'd seen all the gifts and the side by side with the Bret O match. And I was like, yeah, no. they're just fucking doing, they're doing karaoke. Like, it's too much. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I told you the other week that Punk Dustin Rhodes match was just Bret Arthur Gold Dust. Literally was move for move for like most of it. it it's getting out of hand now. I think like. he'll stop now. Now that Hangman's called them out genuinely, I think that's like, okay, that's done. I think he was genuinely fuming about that though. It looked like as well, didn't he? he was probably like, <laughs> It was enjoyable in the, in their individual moments, but yeah, course, as time yeah. has gone on, I, and I've just lingered with me, and I've seen those. Yeah, kind of maybe got it. It is a bit far. It'd be like you know, 
Are the bootleg Beatles as good as the Beatles, lads? I suppose only you two can answer really that question. Well, you know, you can ask me. Hey, I'm from Liverpool, JP, and I'm not a big Beatles guy, you know, at all. I don't know anyone from Liverpool who is a big Beatles guy, to be honest with you. <laughs> and an impression that there is a quiet Beatles hatred going on. Yeah, or it's just, you, it's just attritional. They just worn you down over the years, like Ferry Across the Mersey. It's just white noise to you, lads. JP. Can I tell you a quick uh, Beatles story regarding that? Cool. One day, a uh, while back, I was coming home the next morning off, a, off a, like a bit of a, a bit of a wild night, and I was hung over to death. And in a taxi oh, like nine a.m. in the morning, and the the Beatles were on 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 the radio on the taxi driver, <laughs> and we just casually and I, I love talking about music, but this morning I just wasn't having it because I was so hung over and shattered. And we, the guy got talking about, like, so who, who do you think's better than, uh, lad? The Beatles or the Rolling Stones? And I just said, just looked up and just said, mate, I think they're both fucking shit. <laughs> I, just <laughs> asleep. I can't imagine you saying that. <laughs> I know. JP, I was just so fucking hung over and tired. I just couldn't be asked. <laughs> really ho- I really hope at school they just made you lads learn about them. You're going to do history. And it's the history of pop music in the UK. So let's get on to the Beatles and talk about the Cavern Club. But probably never. Oh, my brother's a big fan. Like, it's not going to teach you about Massive Attack in Bristol, is it? So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, you'll enjoy this, JP. When I go to LA, I've already told Steph this. Um, that I might have been a bit high at the time, but I'm I'm standing by it. We're gonna I'm gonna oh, go. Right. You know, the, you know the, the unfinished symphony video. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that oh. entire walk in LA, listening to the song. Oh, brilliant! Got to be done. Is that the most tourist thing you've ever heard? I'm Mate, doing it. <laughs> that, you've got to be doing it. If you're in LA and you don't end up in Compton at some point, I've already oh, Ben, will be, ben will uh, be fucking dead. I was telling these Matt, there's a um, there's a there's a rap there's a rap tour that you can go on where you can go around uh, oh, LA, you can go around Compton. Anyway. You can. It's in a bulletproof SUV though, so uh, <laughs> that's the uh, genuine. Yeah, bulletproof SUV, and it takes you around Compton, Long Beach. Get to see where Dr. Trey and Snoop Dogg grew up. I know it feels a bit dirty to me to uh, to go on, but oh, uh, you've got to do that, lad. I might do it. I might do it. Oh, anyway. that's fucking brilliant. How often are you in LA? You don't know. You don't know anyone here. Don't worry about it. Who cares what they think? Exactly. Um, but but anyway, back to this show. Uh, yeah, Gareth, Gareth says in the chat he's harsher than than even me. He, he called this the worst dynamite since the end of lockdown. Apart from the Wardlow stuff, everyone else was was shite to bang average. Um, I love Gareth. I love his his blunt honesty. You know, I fucking love it, lah. <laughs> I'm gonna learn a few things off you, Gareth, my man. I'm gonna learn a few things. You've jumped in his grave as well tonight. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think I t- genuinely agree with maybe the second half of the show. Although, mm-hmm. even the second half of the show, I mean, it did give us one that I know you will love, Matty. Dante Martin, Ray Phoenix. That was... Oh, yeah, it was... Um, that was hilarious for you. Oh, yeah. It was. I was expecting a bit more, but it still delivered in, um, in, in you know, ball. Took more than going, I thought. Yeah, it did. But it did follow that. Was it after that House of Black segment? That oh, can that we talk wrong. about that? Actually, maybe got us right. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. I've forgotten I mean, all about that. Jesus. Yeah. I'm. I'm big on like this. I don't mind. Um, was it Malachi Black? I, I like all that that stuff, as you know, boys. But and this Julia Hart team thing has been. That's one thing that I knows happening when he sprays you is that what happens he controls you or whatever and this it's has been you. a long time we're taking four yeah, months to find it, out or but six this is what I mean but it's like 
that was bad. Even for me, I was laughing. It was it, it wasn't good, was it? <laughs> to be honest. This is the next no. one. Of my... I still get like five minutes. What, to you? what has he done to him in five minutes on a mic? Like, he was rotten. No, like <laughs> wrestling fans. This is a conversation me and you would have, Matty. Like wrestling fans are just so like. Some sometimes like oh well they're telling a story it's like yeah but not all stories are good and this is a no. bad story and you can yeah. say oh they're given patience and they're taking time no cut it off kill it it should it well, should have died on this dynamite how is this continuing on like what that the- that for me uh, that and I don't know in a way like that screams like proper WWE to me that stuff like that this, this yeah. you know what I mean it's like it was a bit out of place and nothing. I don't know what's going to go on. Is she actually going to turn or what? I don't know, boys. I really couldn't well, tell you. Do you give a shit? Because yeah. ultimately, what is this building to? It's building to a fun, fast-paced trios match between Death Triangle and House of Black. There's a much better ways to do this. You could have had them just facing off in the ring Fuck the fucking and match. saying, see you at double or nothing. <laughs> yeah, and you the match. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Instead, we've got this supernatural bollocks. Which doesn't need to be in wrestling. Sorry, Matty. Like, I, <laughs> you know, like, I, I get your stance, JB. When it's done, good. Like you know, but that wasn't done good at all. Like the know? lightning bolts of that WrestleMania when they took Undertaker up to heaven. That's the that's um, the go to that stuff, JB. That's the proper stuff. Which hopefully Benno will be doing stuff soon on that. What we? Oh yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Oh <laughs> yeah. That, is she but, gonna turn? I mean, what? What? What's she going to add to them? She's young. She's not a wrestler, is she? I don't even know what's going on. She's the youngest on the rock. She's 20. Mate, she was born in 2002. Oh, my God. I was was born after the invasion. (laughs) Fucking hell. That's why John Pollock and Wei Ting always refer to thing that Julia Hart was minus five when that happened. And you're just like, (laughs) Jesus. I was an adult when those things were taking place. But is she gonna add to like their group? She's she's a, she's young. I don't get it. I, I mean, as you say, Ben Pillman, Gift Garrison was just standing there like a lemon, wasn't he? All day through it. Horrendous, horrendous. <laughs> like there was no, <laughs> there's no excuse for on mainstream TV to give that man a microphone to rumble on about his fucking high school. But it was Pillman's is, is that coaches in the front row getting pure coverage. Was it? Cares like how like. I feel like he should have ran out of chances like a year ago. Like how they are still persistent where he might, he's never going to be anything Pillman jr. And it's, you know, he's a night. It's a, it's a nice story and you feel bad for him, for, for his dad and all of that stuff. But like, yeah, it's a dead end. But like, they're not, they're not, for me, he's got to be having a go at like, even if he rips off his dad in a way, go, go heel, go nuts. He's this character. That's just fucking awful. Yeah, you know, give him give him a go with that, and then if he doesn't do that and doesn't adapt there, then get to get rid of him. I I, I give him chances. Like this gimmick is awful. The whole the whole thing, yeah, the whole feud and yeah, stuff just yeah, bad and yeah, should have ended six months ago. I don't understand why it's still rumbling on, but yeah, he said Matt that ran that did run into run into Dante Phoenix, Dante Martin and Ray Phoenix, which at least it was that in the second half of the show. That yeah, was, of yeah. course, yeah, that, proper that stuff. Awesome. Phoenix, one of the best in the world for me, boys. He's just good to have good him to back, and back. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's most importantly. Yeah. But I, I will look. That trios will be a fucking great match, though. I think when mm. it happens, it'll be it'll be fucking great. Like unless you go thing. deep with like a a Phoenix in the tournament. I still think that's an area to, that they could be doing. Like I, I like it's always been that thing with Phoenix of like there's there's 
them as singles, we've said it many a times over the years, Benno, it's like them as singles is kind of more potential yeah. than as a tag team. Who's going to win this tournament? I mean, is Adam Cole for me, like, looking out, like, but he's fighting Dax, isn't he? So it's like, he's promoting hard that Depends he's got to win it. Yeah. Is he going to beat Joe in the first round, though? You know, it's intriguing, to be fair. Who's your call? I reckon Cesaro. Cesaro or Johnny Gargano. They're my... I reckon Cesaro, yeah. Or if it's someone on the roster, it's Miro. But if not, it'll be Cesaro. I prefer if it was Miro. I don't think we need any more wrestlers, so let's bring in some... Let's just use someone. I don't know. Say it. Say it. Very good professional wrestler, isn't he? You're a fan, JB. Of Cesaro... Have yeah. a time for him. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that main event it came and went. There was a time you could have got a main event push out of him. They, they could have put him to the top <laughs> of that roster. And, and, and he, missed it. he got the exact push he deserved. I look. I've talked about an inexplicable cut from a promo that there was ages that showed him riding in the back of a car, looking like he was a fucking dude, and they just never went with him. And like, and there was the. <laughs> well, considering who else they had up there at top of the time, there was like honestly, there's no excuse. I'm not saying they booked him well, but I'm saying they booked him to his level. This is where me and you will agree, Matty. Like I just think yeah. he was a very good mid card to up a mid card guy that you can give him main events every yeah. now and then. He was never the guy. Like I mean, no, not the guy, him. but you could have had a main event out. Of him. You just got a good work rate like main event. Next, yeah, big run of Cena WWE champion type of level. People go on about Tazaro, and he's very good, as Ben like says. No, not that level. God, no. I'm saying like they've had Christ had Kozlov main event in pay per views. Okay. <laughs> had all manner of shit. Double double E. So there's no reason not to have him. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him in with here. I prefer that. That would be great. Bring things to wrestling back. I'd be into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what else have we referenced on the show? Anything uh, you guys got thoughts on? Yeah, like I say, Dion and Mercedes Martinez was death yeah. for them too. They had no chance from the start, but like I said, didn't think it was a very good match anyway. Um, and, uh, Can we not talk about the wizard, Chris Jericho? Because I have fucking hell. What is this? Is this because he shot the fire out of his hand? Obviously, why he's called the fucking wizard. I only oh, found that out this week. Yeah, I didn't know. But yeah, apparently it is. is. Fucking, I'll give him that. Like he fucking made me hard. He's a gimp, isn't he? He just comes out with different stuff every fucking week. You gotta, you gotta applaud him at this point because he's fucking awful. But he just keeps going, doesn't he? It's brilliant. <laughs> I love the phoning stuff. I hated that. <laughs> oh, go on. oh no, you know? I fucking loved that. Oh, that was proper stuff go. for me. You know? Yeah, that was that was so good. And I give Jericho that his reaction to that. Was brilliant and King was amazing on that. He was fucking brilliant. Like, honestly, why, that's why was my Kingston type of stuff. He had a wife of 20 years. Like, Kingston's entire thing. He is didn't that say he's... 20 years, he just said wife. He just said no, wife. No, he said 20 years. He said he Isn't was married he? 20 years, yeah. And like, and everyone was doing the maths going, he'd be like 18 when he. When he... Isn't he his mid 30s? Not married either. Like, it doesn't matter. No, he, he wasn't. Yeah, like drive man, fucking yeah. missed Alabama or something <laughs> to get married. Unless it's a big swerve. Like, I, I just think. Kingston's biggest strength is being authentic and the two things 
don't the performance of him was great, but that made it inauthentic. And the fact that he was like reacting to Jericho's facial expressions, like what kind of fucking connection have they got? Like I was, I was, I was his telly synced up with his phone call. Like I was, I was fucking Kingston stream that good watching Dynamite. I don't know if it made no oh, sense. Oh, yeah, you're, you're being pure fucking literal. All right, baby, it's me. All right, all right. I just, like, you. That's proper wrestling to me, phoning in on the phone, JP, old school, that, that's like proper It reminds me, I I was like nostalgic for like pre-taped Raws. Yeah, you're only superstars and all that, yeah. Yeah, Austin (laughs) was calling a couple of times. Oh, on Livewire and a lot, Austin, yeah, he was always there. Collect from the Mega Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, okay, yeah, I like you know I like that nostalgic element of it, but yeah, I, I hope. Well, what do you think? What's the what's the deal with the wife thing? Are they, are they like going to pay it off, and it's going to be uh-huh. I you I fooled you, you don't know me, or is it just going to be we're going to pretend he's got a wife now? Like what? Because literally, because someone pointed out this isn't my original point, but it really rang true with me. Like wasn't one of Kingston's most notable AEW promos when he first came in. My, I have to look up my mum in the eyes and tell her why I'm not married, why I don't have kids, and you know why it is? Because I love wrestling so much. And that, like, that, that's his purse. That's who he's supposed mm. to be. Why couldn't he just say girlfriend, though? If, if, to avoid all that, he could have said partner or girlfriend, couldn't he? Or but is whatever? it going to turn out when I said I had a wife for 20 years? I did. It was pro wrestling. Is it going to be something like that? Like, it's like maybe. Oh, yeah. You'll make something. Yeah, you, you live. Yeah. yeah. You've solved it. What a thing to lie about, though. Like, just, just hot. Like, don't get it. Yeah. We can just move past it, though, can't we? I we'll think be so. all right. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, other thoughts on AW, Dynamite, or Rampage, I suppose. That's bleeding into Rampage there. So, yeah. What are your other thoughts? Well, I'll be honest, but once again, like the. Um... The Ishii Alexander match, that women's tag match, literally wasn't expecting F all going in. Mm-hmm. And that got me going the last couple of that got me really into it. Like I was genuinely hoping, like, oh, what's gonna go on? That got me into it, and I was shocked at that as well. Like, really shocked, Ben. You know, me, you know, that got that was the same as that match for me. I thought it turned out really good. Yeah, this was Britain, uh, Jamie Hayes against Tony Storm and Ruby Soho, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I yeah. thought Jamie Hayes. I thought Jamie Hayter in particular was really on it. Yeah, she, she looked, looked good. Really she good looked. during this. And you could tell that she kind of like meshed better with like kind of Tony Storm, who obviously I'm, I'm still not convinced by. And I, and I think there's things where there's some sort of seasoning needed in the ring. But it makes me kind of think if you build up Jamie Hayter as someone to kind of go deep into the tournament, if you're wanting to kind of, Build her up. I don't see any she reason job, why though, not. JP, she's going to get beat for me. I mean, she's won. Oh yeah, and- you could beat her first time round, but like I think there's enough of a case and enough of a gap kind of move her up because she's got more and more comfortable within that sort of AEW environment within being sort of a TV wrestler as well. JP, um, she's stood out to me since she's come in. I, I love everything about yeah. her, even in the background with Brit. She's always stood out on them interviews, even by not saying much to me. She's always doing the good facial. I think she's really well, she good. never does the DMD thing as well, which is always Yeah, that's been what I'm saying. She's there. always so yeah. you're waiting for the turn. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, things like that, and you know, I have to also say as well, I'm very happy they're doing Thunder Rosa Serena Deep, even though I didn't like the promo battle, I thought it just sort of like kind of meandered as much as anything. I'm glad that they're going with that at the pay per view because I think that is in an that's possibly the best women's match you can put on. In terms Gotta of be happy with that one, only yeah, big, big deep but if you want to do that, it's it's kind of a common sense thing to do. I didn't even, th- I thought Rio versus uh Yuka Sakazaki was, was fine as well for it. 
I that's know. when I zoned out, JP. I, had to I, drift I figured. Yeah, yeah. I, had to, I done like three hours in a row, and that was the the, the spot. I got up to Jay Lethal's. It was Jay Lethal's promo on the, on Rampage or Tara. My it all bled in. It was hilarious. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it'll have been on both. Yeah. He's all over every show, isn't he? I don't know, Rio. I, I just think, you know, she's had a, she's had a, how many matches she had in AEW? How much TV time she had in AEW? Are you a fan, Ben or Rio? Can I ask you to stay out? Well, is she, Worst theme music. Is, is, she, is she over to the level she's been used in AEW? All this time. I fear she was over, Ben. I fear. Yeah. I don't think she's held up. I think so. But I, I fear think she was on the argument her quarter, right? quarter hours did all right as well. Air and Nyla Rose feud at the very beginning was actually one of the, the few high spots of AEW, to be honest, what I remember. Them Sting yeah, Vader matches, really. That's what you were getting, you know, that, that the, um, dynamic. I think the a, issue is... Is she a success story, though? Like, considering, you know, she had the title well, and she's, you know... What do you do, though... If she's not involved in what feel like promos and angles and storylines, and we don't know if she can speak English, for example, which Hikaru Shida can. So it feels like Hikaru Shida can easily transition in and out of feuds and storylines in that way. Otherwise, she's just someone who's kind of there who will get a, always a degree of a reaction from like, from crowds from live crowds in particular but i don't know like at this point like the fact she's wearing black and normally within sort of joshi lands that means something right you turn into the dark side but yeah her like theme music is god awful rio's like i'm tony can't need to around around and put tpr's theme music yeah (laughs) absolutely because it's it's awful you're saying she's not good ben in other words then I don't. I would definitely not say she's not good. She has just got through, it. Not if I went through my grapple ratings for her matches, it'd be a lot of three and a half. That's you know, what I'm saying. Like you know, it wouldn't be bad. But I don't. I don't know. I, I think you know, there's fundamentally in an issue with trying to get the, the women's division off the ground using her so much, and I don't think it's a success story. Really, the uh, the bleeding in of the uh, the Joshi talents. Carl's going to hate me into the AW Women's Division. Can't even make his genius idea. I don't think it really bore any fruit over time. I think we can. We might be at a point where we can say that. As, well, yeah. where they are is they're like the luchadors in WCW. They come in, they're a little special attraction, but they exist in their kind of own little world when, when a lot of these matches happen, but they're not sort of figured within major storylines or anything else. Yeah. Uh, it's just the women's division in general, Ben. Dog for yeah. me, it's always You'd probably been say about the whole division, couldn't you? It's been badly. This is it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the face or was, but you know, I, I don't know. It's just never ever had that. Well, Stephanie, at this point, and she was absolutely right. Like the the men's division got off the ground and a brand new company, but you can have Mox yeah. and Jericho on top, and you, right away you've got main event credibility for your title. With the women's division, yeah. you didn't have that option, did you? Who could you yeah. use? Lita, Trish. Like, yeah, really, true. Like, no one You're building yeah, completely gosh. from the ground up. That's why Rio, though, Ben, did all, did all of that. Them, them crowd mm. reactions against Nyla Rose, they were, honestly, they were some of the best stuff early on in yeah. AEW. Yeah. But it, the women's division is still an ensemble. It's loads and loads of kind of like individuals without people really kind of standing out. And I think the thing that they need to do is, is almost have a tier system and go with it. Two belts, though, JP, again, haven't they already? They've got two belts. Well, I like the fact they put Jade Cargill in a tag team for a bit rather yeah. than 
kind of putting her into main event. I think that's going to help her. I yeah. think I'd have the baddies on dark, dark elevation. I'd have them all over the shop. Yeah. At this point in time, I just try and get reps. Who's going to be the one? Well. Like I, I think, like she'll be hopefully the the one we can rely on and stuff in a, in a, yeah. couple, in a year. Or so. It may, I, I I look at her and I think she's the one that Vince would make a play for. Oh, so in yeah. a sense, you have to go with her. She looks like she should be in a Marvel film. She does. Yeah. And she looks like she's too big for wrestling, which I kind of I like that in a wrestler. Like she could just fuck off next year. And like I think that's kind of cool. Um Garrett's in the chat there giving me grief about Joe. She wrestles. I'm expecting bullets here. But I, I you know, I, I don't think is it a coincidence that the two women who got her most in this division can talk, you know, Britt Baker, you know, Jay Cargill, you know, like uh, I don't know. Um you know, there's a problem when you're it's a work it, people it's a work it's a work in progress. And I and I often think for them, what would be a godsend? It never happened, but at Forbidden Door, if you're going like, what, what, is there going to be a women's match on the cards? Then really you have to try and see if you can get someone in from stardom. And I'd go all out and get someone like Kyrie. But if you were going to do something along those lines, but, it, that'd be the name. Wouldn't yeah. Cool. That's, that's the relationship that could work out the best if they did anything on that. If they were able to send some of those AEW women to stardom for tours, have just a few work for the training. Them, though. Have a few already worked for them? Like in oh, like a few have. Like, I mean, yeah. Jamie Hayter and, um, and Tony, got a Tony, Tony Storm. Yeah. yeah. She was she was champion there. I watched and, yeah. and if you're thinking of that, but their best work, that's where it's come. And right. it tended to come from being within that kind of hard. It's like the best schools in the world. It's like the best sort of wrestling school in the world, really, for the people they turn out. Like these prodigious talents are like 19 years old who have all their fundamentals down. That's the place to send them. But it's it's a long-term project. And I say as well, if they could get an extra hour of TV and you just went with an all-women show, just because right. it hasn't been done. Like honestly, I think that you do it, and that's the whole lot. Rampage time slot in somewhere. I know there's, you know, obviously the Jay Lethal show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, to JP point earlier, there's not enough TV time in the world to maybe sacrifice another hour. But yeah, you know, that might have been. Mm. Moved. Got this yeah. reality yeah. show, mate. Yeah. Or maybe. this behind the scenes thing. And one thing I will say, you know, you, you both mentioned it then, but like you know, to, to the women's division, Serena, Deeb, um, and Thunder Rosa, like given. It's not like that segment was a world beater on Dynamite, but mm. it was, you know, it did its job, didn't it? And it was a necessary to give it time and make it feel important rather than it just being another backstory. Yeah, I agree with that, Ben. It was, segment. it was like... It was you almost had to make that sacrifice, didn't you? Like, okay, it's not going to be an A-star segment, but it's going to be good enough. You know, Thunder Roses, you know, English is very good, um, you know, to, to someone who's not a native speaker. And, you know, Serena Deeb's not the most charismatic talker in the world, but I think it was worth doing to make that match feel important rather than just another thrown together, you know, women's match for the pay. It's a, it's a whole show. The, the 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 you know the issues with the women's division and the booking and stuff and, and all that. that. That's one where I love to hear. I want Brandy Rhodes to write a book one day. I want to know what happened with her and Kenny in the early days of booking this. Book <laughs> and, you know, the direction it went versus what maybe she would have wanted and yeah, all of that. It'd be a, make for an interesting listening. But um, I suppose moving on. Uh, yeah, any thoughts? I know you didn't get this far, Matty. <laughs> Takashita and Jay Lethal. Uh, I didn't talk for Was it any good? Hey, Takashita looked really good. Yeah, yeah. No rest. Yeah. Up. 
personally seen a, a huge uh, amount of, but yeah, I thought he uh, he looked good in the match with uh... He's in there with a good base, you need Benno, and a good uh, a good one to, to make him shine. Is this the rampage. Oh yeah, Jay Lethal, yeah, there, yeah, just <laughs> Sanjay Dutton. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a hater of him like you. He, he's got his purpose for me, Lethal. He's one of them wrestlers where well, you just he loves him, isn't it? You know you're gonna yeah, you know what you're gonna get from him, and he'll always be in this spot all the time. Yeah. And I, you know, I'll even say it. Him and Sanjay, I like the promos, what I've seen so far as well. I don't mind them. So uh, that just could be me again there. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen enough of the big man yet, though, Benno. Does he scream me or is he an Omos 2.0? What is Omos he? Omos 2.0, yeah. Me and JP oh, is he, a documentary. Yeah. He's such a nice, lovely lad. I'm like, this is not the role for him. <laughs> he's not intimidated at all, I don't know. No. I've seen him every three into the steps, literally throw themselves into the steps. Was it Joe? <laughs> if you're about to be Joe, he would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a feckless seven foot wrestler like every feckless seven foot wrestler before him yeah. like, it was always coming uh, also before the match as well he had the uh, the Scorpio Sky Ethan Page Dan Lambert uh, I missed that Frankie Gazarian coming out yeah I guess they're leaning into the Scorpio Sky thing it felt like a face turn might be coming for him at some point he pushed back mm-hmm. on uh, Dan Lambert having the TNT belt and was very you know handshakey with, uh, with Frankie Kazarian and uh, and nice lad. Guess we'll we'll see where see where that goes, but yeah, did the job. That's rampage. It'll be a perfectly <laughs> fine. It'll be a, yeah, it'll be a perfectly fine match. Right? That was rampage. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna like the world on fire as if Frankie Kazarian needs Scorpio Sky, but you know it'll be. Uh, I mean. You know what I forgot about though as well on Dynamite before uh, on Rampage before I watched it that Jericho was on commentary. <laughs> I genuinely forgot. And obviously with the phone call bit, but I they had like about Ricky Starks was there on commentary as well. What's going on there? They had like about 10 people. Yeah, this is what we always yeah. do. This like there is no, it, it's a mess. The rampage comic. Even on Dynamite, it was like the first match was Adam Cole, then it was Regal. They always have to have about ten people getting on camera. It's Russo. It's powers that be I'm telling you, it, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Honestly, and the Russo stuff as well will always stick with all the shoot comments AEW use. He started this fucking twenty five years ago. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Jericho, don't you think he'd be a far better con- if he just. Dealt, if he commentated like your podcast and used this normal yeah. voice, oh no, it was just no. A he can't be that voice he puts on is is just it's ah oh, great on me so much. But as you say, if he was normal, he's got some good shouts and obviously knowledgeable. He's been in it that long, he'd be all right. Yeah, it wasn't too painful, Matt. We made you watch AEW this week. You know, sounds like you're no. Even what, it was just, as I say, it was it was just was what it was but Ricky Starks I've got to mention as well boys got me notes fucking love him he's hilarious as well just in them <laughs> interviews he just carries himself so well doesn't he and he's Gareth fucking hilarious Gareth is not a fan at all Gareth doesn't think he's got it oh, at he's, all he's it? great he is fucking honestly he's so good he just makes every little moment and every second count when he's on the on the screen in them interviews I love him I think he's great better <laughs> <laughs> got no counter. Uh, so there you go. AEW. Um, yeah, I suppose we uh, got, got another uh, 15 minutes here. Anything else uh, you want to mention? Oh, JP, you were going to mention a couple of things you watched. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Miscellaneous shit Matty, <laughs> that Benno refuses to watch, even when I, I will share stuff with him as well. He'll have absolutely no fucking part of it. 
first part. Yeah, I'm the unusual uh, one here, by the way, Matty. Yeah, it's not just. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jim, he's never going to watch nothing. Let's be honest. Sorry, he just oh, did a three hour I'm podcast just... with me where we just talked to a load of things. We watched. <laughs> he's forced to watch it. Not, not me <laughs> like this. Oh, um, it's first of all, I want to go to all Japan Champions Carnival final 2022. Yuma Aoagi versus Jake Lee. Now, I said Jake Lee was an absolute kind of nailed on certainty to win this. He, he got basically, he'd, he'd won it before. They'd ne- he'd never had a proper title reign, had to lose it because of COVID, all the various other things. It's on Miyahara. It's like an easy match for them to go into. They're trying to kind of rebuild after. Frankly, remember the time we used to talk about the Champion Carnival in a fair bit of detail? Like, that's not happened for a couple of... We did. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to Christ, when Miyahara was having that great year, cheeky bastard. Well, I, I went for <laughs> 4.25 on this. I thought this was was like a really good match. And it was a shock upset. Yuma Aoyagi won. Um, part of the issue is they've got like a really old ref. They won't just tell him to retire. I can't remember his name. The slowest counter, the GP. Yeah, it's bad. Like it's just <laughs> like it's bad. It's 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 not lucha bad, but it's bad. Like it's that level. Like it's it it completely takes you out of it at points on there. But Aoagi, like what I noticed with him, and that's why I'm really interested in the match with him, Miyahara, the kind of speed that he had as well in the charisma. So when he was on offense and he isn't, and he wasn't selling, he was like, it was a really kind of good explosive offense there as well. Crowd were into it. Now we're still within clap crowd restrictions. I think that's coming to an end very soon. Like I hope so. Like, you know, obviously for humanitarian reasons, but at the same time, like st- we, you want that atmosphere back to see how good is stuff really? What is yeah, the stuff yeah. that's getting reaction? Because we still don't really know, but they were really losing it here. It was like one of the better ones. It wasn't, it was like half an hour, but it didn't really feel like half an hour. Jake Lee's improved as a heel. Um, so yeah, pleasant surprise. Look forward to Yuma Aoyagi versus Kento Miyahara when that comes up. So, yeah. Are you? If you do, I will. <laughs> there we are. We started well, the fun podcast, me and you. Can <laughs> you imagine it? What are we well, talking about? The houses? That's about, that's about it. Yeah, it didn't sell out Kurokan for this. You want to talk houses for you? I know you like that business chat, Matt. He's about just under a thousand, in case you were curious. Um, well, I, then another thing I do think you two should watch, and, you know, we mentioned Aussie Grats, Benno will be you know I, it's something that I go in there with like sort of very open mind I haven't seen it for a bit I must confess it's been whole loads of other stuff kind yeah, of I haven't got round to it um, but, anyway. but well hopefully that will change then not with that attitude Richard <laughs> um, there was two matches I saw from the they've got a big show coming up this weekend but from um, last month they had a show called Vendetta and I managed to cap- catch a couple of matches from the from here Opener, it was the Velocities who are over in the UK um, at the moment, going to be in the Rev Pro Tag, tag Team yeah. Tag League. So that's that's really good. They were in there against the Natural Classics, who obviously, because the Velocities are going away, they're the kind of brother tag team who are kind of, you know, I went three and a half on this, thought it was like a, a, a fun tag team match with Natural Classics as the kind of bigger brother tag team against the two smaller, quicker aerial guys. And I thought it, I thought it was very good 
like and it was that was the opener they had stuff in the middle with it which was like kind of what an ascension tournament so a lot of it's kind of like people who are out of like the kind of training school stuff most of which i haven't actually like haven't got around to seeing did see the main event which was awesome and it was slex versus rocky monero in a steel that's him Slex, I've heard of. Yeah. I've seen he wasn't even in the for a bit. He was in, yeah, he, he was good. He I, basically I had signed with, yeah. Yes, I, yeah. I know him. I oh, get him. He's well, all right, him. Do you know what? Here, because obviously you've got to imagine, like, I mean, making a full-time living in Australia as a professional wrestler is going to be incredibly difficult. He looks like a proper professional wrestler. Oh, yeah. Like, he is ripped to fuck. He, when he was in Noah, like, he's wrestling as, like, a junior heavyweight, but he's, like, ultra ripped. And his style isn't really that, what you'd imagine, of a junior. But why not? If it gets him kind of the exposure over there and it means he'll get a push, then that's that's really good stuff. Him versus Rocky Monero had a few there. Rocky Monero is never someone who will see touring or going to WrestleMania weekends or coming over to the UK. He's just a really good old school heel who's basically the whole thing is he's the dad of Australian wrestling is what he calls himself and he's bald and it was a cage match and it was kind of slightly of a flimsy cage but he bled a gusher where his entire head was like in was red it was like fucking Marlon Brando appearing (laughs) in in Apocalypse Now but it was just his own blood (laughs) or your man off the hills of eyes or someone off Mad Max had that kind of vibe to it (laughs) And he was bleeding. Slex was bleeding. You know, these, it was, it was all about. Was it the Belgian people or just a feud? It was a feud. Yeah. Yeah. So the champion, he's injured, but he's wrestling next month. The new champion I've got there. This this was, this was a feud ender. I will, I will get that over to you, man. I was going to say this on the website. You let Uncle JP worry about that stuff <laughs> uh, and, and talk to all that. Australian wrestling, everyone. No, apparently. in in no no in in well, most of the time it would be like kind of through the guys themselves at MTW, which I always declare when they they send that across. But it's a it's a it is it's a it's a good. It's the Australian promotion that I once you start watching, you realise actually this is very good for what it is, and the reactions from that crowd. I was going to say, what's right. the house, JP? Is it decent? Like? Ooh, it's it's in like an old theatre called the Thornbury Theatre. So it does probably about 500 or so. Okay. And it's well, pretty it's like raucous. And they've got a stage which leads down towards the ring. So it kind of sets itself up quite well. Right. It, it, it seems like a really good location for wrestling. And they've got a roster of like their own guys. There's no imports. There's still restrictions yeah. on people coming in. And they haven't got the kind of budget for it as well. But yeah, I've... Like I thoroughly enjoyed that main event. I thought it was really good. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely watch that, JP. Good lad, Natty. Nice and open-minded. That's why I like to it. You'll be loving that, JP. Um, I was watching uh, from the seventh. Uh, Ice ribbon, you ribbon, twelve hundred. Saibi Kahoma. No, I'm just reading off cage match. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for a second as soon as I heard going. the words ice and ribbon I was like alright oh, yeah no he's not watched this uh, well, good, good, you wouldn't watch it if you were like Malcolm McDowell in a clockwork orange mate. <laughs> you wouldn't be watching that that'll be a podcast one day uh, have you been watching anything else Matty anything else you want to uh, mention before we go Um, a couple I've got Smackdown if I could just get t- back that tables match off Smackdown boys with um, 
the New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. I mean, really, like, if anyone, just a quick all-action WWE-style tables match. It was brilliant. couple of great spots. Kofi Kingston coming off with a barricade spot with Sheamus that you've got to see. And it was the return of Butch, guys. <laughs> He's been missing for a couple of weeks. Oh, so we finally Butch, found out who he was. Butch, yes, we got him back. He come out and uh, cost the New Day the victory. And, yeah, I really like that on SmackDown. And also... Is that Peaky Blinders bar still around? Or is that gone there? What do you think of Pete Dunne's presentation, Matt? Is Butch? Is this, a, is this an upgrade? Down I right? mean, it's a thousand million times better than Pete Dunne, isn't it, Butch? So, hell. For me... I'm just trying to get it, you eat now. <laughs> it's, got, it's got legs for me, Butch, and it, I mean... <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, it's hilarious, though. It's horrendous. Great stuff. It's horrendous. It's Scrappy Doo. <laughs> <laughs> it's Scrappy Doo. Scrappy Doo meets Peaky Blinders. That's yeah. what the whole thing is, isn't it? The lads. But also, JP, I finally finished Genesis 2012 off. It took me a couple of goes. Oh, and um, just, can I just read you the full card? I won't tell you comments on the match. On the, I just listened to this card. So we opened up with a four way. Oh, we mentioned this on the business thing. It was Jesse Sorensen, Kid Cash, Austin Aries, and Zima Ion for the X Division, which was followed up by the Pope versus Devon in singles action. Hey, give us full name. <laughs> is that when they were pu- is that when they were pushing him? This was when this was actually a good storyline when Devon had his two sons with him. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember oh, what them. To them. Do you remember wrestling? And stuff? he turned he turned on Devon, went with yeah. the Pope, but then he went back with Devon at this match. It was weird. Uh, um, that was followed by RVD versus Gunner in one-on-one action. <laughs> <laughs> then we had Dale Kim versus Mickey James for the knockout title, which was mm. all right. We had Bully Ray, Benno's favourite, versus Abyss in a monster's ball, which was all right. Not too always bad. Always a monster. How was Bully Ray looking? Always a monster's ball. Yeah, this is right in the in the in. He got beat though, Ben. I thought he'd win. Abyss got the win in his uh, signature match, like. Then we had Benno's, screams Benno this. <laughs> For the tag team titles, JP, we had Crimson and Matt Morgan as the champions. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Against Benno's dream team of Magnus and Samoa Joe. <laughs> oh, mate, they were good. They were Noah tag team champions. Where do you? Fucking great running Noah. <laughs> that sounds like it should have happened, that. <laughs> no, it was like they were set up to fail. It was like, how yeah. can we like not do anything with them? And they put them together, and somehow. Oh. The excitement cut them off. <laughs> <laughs> this usually happens when we get near to the three hour point. Go on. Um, I'll just finish off with it had Kurt Angle v. James Storm. And the main event for the title was Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Roode. Jeff Hardy's redemption after um, you know, the no surrender match against Sting a few months earlier. Just a mixed bag, Ben. But I love looking forward to these cards are going blind, and I just top I love line, Bobby Roode. With the oh. of the him and Austin Aries in the top of these cards, 2011, 2012. Like I, I loved it. It was unfortunate because they yeah. go back to Jeff Hardy eventually, don't they? Which is a yeah, I think, yeah, it's redemption. Yeah, but yeah, I love the TNA. I love the the rise of Bully Ray. I was a big fan of like Zima Ryan, you know, even like the DJZ legend. I always got time for DJZ. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun little period, you know, and you know, like, I'm uh, big into the Aces and Eights as well. Did you get that company? Oh, 
we need, I can't, I still can't. Someone needs to direct me. Connor had a go at, at directing me into like, like how to watch this Aces and Eight stuff, but it's just not on the um, the Impact Plus, the TV. There's no like, I'm sure YouTube might have a compilation here and there, but I need to see the proper angles, mate, because it's a unbelievable stuff. We'll do that one day. Maybe add that to TNA month in June. Uh, yeah, yeah, can, uh, yeah. Can Is it wrestling with regret, Benno? I think they've got a um, a twenty five minute video where he recaps the whole thing, and it's really good. Oh yeah, those videos are useful. Yeah, is JP gone in the excitement there? I think we've, uh, yeah, I think we've. You've done with Joe and Magnus is now over. Screams, you said that, scream, you said that screams me. It screams JP. That as a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> oh well well yeah on that note I suppose we'll uh, me and you will wrap up <laughs> you can play JP I hope you know how to say bye in a foreign language um, <laughs> you got it into plug <laughs> you got it you want to plug so, tell people where to find you on Twitter and the like yeah just on Twitter uh, guys at Matty Edwards 86 and um, yeah just looking forward to doing more stuff in the future eh, boys and let's see what happens Ben and eh? We've got some fun stuff planned, like I say, that uh, that TNA show. Kane Undertaker Law will uh, will do at some point. And yeah, we'll definitely... Oh, there's loads in the pipeline. We've got the, the James Yofley with Orton. We've got oh. WH, the challenge, we'll call that, or the face-off. We've got Steph <laughs> uh, with Taker and Kane. We've got uh, the TNA. Yeah, just, just glad to be a part of it, boys. Perfect. Yeah, we'll make that happen with you in WH. And yeah, if uh, anyone didn't hear it, patreon.com slash grapple, you can uh, hear the uh, the pre-show where uh, WH did do a run in and make the uh, the big challenge to uh, to Matty. And yeah, you can get the uh, spotlight live every week like this and watch us uh, in video uh, each Monday or sometimes Tuesday night as well as the weekend show, daily updates and all the other stuff we plugged earlier in the show. But yeah, other than that, follow Matty on Twitter, download the Grapple app, get your ratings in. But other than that, we will catch you once again next Monday night. Cheers, all. Au revoir. <laughs> Bye.